Here we go. Here What's we, up? What's up, man? Here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Mm. I didn't know you were a teacher. I teach. <laughs> Kindergarten? Uh, this year, I know I teach second through fifth grade. Oh, don't. So, through fifth grade? I'm an ESL teacher. So, What's that's that? English as a second language. So, I was a high school English oh. teacher for a decade. But now I teach English as a second language. So I was at elementary and high school. Okay. This year I'm just in elementary school. So that's fun. Yeah. It is fun. That's awesome. Kids have so much energy. Oh, dude. I can only imagine. I told my principal the other day, I was like, (laughs) I think like I'm a pretty good teacher, but this job makes me a, a bad father. (laughs) Because <laughs> when, when I get home, it's like all that energy for kids is just like gone. It's gone away. Yeah. My uh, poor children. Daryl, you got to stop, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have the patience of Job at work because I'm paid to have the patience. Right. And then when I get home, there's like no one watching my patience <laughs> other than my wife. <laughs> I guess I guess I could see it. How do you uh, and do they think it's cool that you're in a band or do they even know? Well, the kids I teach now are too young to care. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Except there's a couple fifth graders who, I'm not sure how they've caught on. I think some of their parents online have seen something. And so there'll be questions like, Mr. Pulliam, can we hear one of your songs? And it's like, how did you? That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's like. No. <laughs> no, no. As a matter of fact, Timmy, you can't hear one of my songs yeah. for quite some time. Trust still. me, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. It ain't the Wiggles. Hate it. <laughs> so fill me in, man. Were you born here? Yeah, I was born in Little Rock, and then my parents split, and mm. uh, so I was like, I live with my mom and my stepdad, and we lived like North Carolina, Alabama, and then I would visit my dad in Little Rock twice a year and I just um it was always great visiting my dad because um well it was a change of scenery but mm-hmm. I only got to see that side of the family um, I didn't get to see him very often but I always just like coming here um and so for college I decided to go to UCA and just stuck around oh nice so yeah so you had the option to leave and just didn't yeah, well, Arkansas is cool, man. I like it here. It's cool until yeah. right now hits and the heat and humidity. You know, until fall. I work so. in it all day long, so I know I'm all too what familiar. Do do? I do flooring, so God bless you. I'm in there <laughs> pre AC, just uh, just whole front of your shirt, just you just Trenched. like a like you got out of a pool, you yeah. know. You walking around and shoes are like, you know, all day long. Yeah, I had to. Catch some rats in the attic recently and just spent I mean it was minutes in there. Rats in the attic. Yeah. That's a good band name. Rats in the wall. I've been trying to write that song for a decade. Really? And the song already exists, but I've been trying to write a better one. I just can't make it happen. But yeah, you're right. Rats in the attic, rats in the wall, a great band name song name. It'll come to you while you're driving and you'll have no way to write it down. I use voice to text a lot now. So I'll just pop on the voice memos and just be like da 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 mm-hmm. or hum out a guitar tune until I can get home. I've learned that trick, but what I haven't learned the trick too is when it happens when you wake up at three AM and you're like da 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 oh, that's perfect. I like, remember. But I'm not getting up. 
that's that Mitch Hedberg joke. He's yeah. like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I think of something funny and I want to write it down, but I got to get a pen and paper that I don't have by my nightstand. So, or I got to convince, so I got to get up and do it, or I have to convince myself that what I thought of ain't funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I the, there's an easy solution. You just keep the phone by the bed, but I'm trying yeah. not to hear the text throughout the night to wake me up. That thing, once that blue light hits your eyes, though, your yeah. brain's like morning and it's 320 a.m. That's it. Yeah. So all those wonderful songs I'll never write. Oh, yeah. All those beautiful verses I thought of mid-dream and woke up <laughs> Yeah, that no one will ever hear. <laughs> The antenna never shuts off, man. It's just dreaming and in, yeah. in music. I, I could have had a billion dreams, writing, playing, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I've got a friend uh, who does that a lot with um, melodies. And I'll ask, like, man, you know, where were you on the piano when you wrote that vocal melody? He's like, no, I dreamed it. And he's a huge Beatles fan. I guess Paul McCartney was, was he the first one to say that? What, that he dreamed a riff? Yeah. Up? Maybe. Yeah. First one to probably get it recorded anyway. Yeah. So I do have some voice memos that were recorded at 3 a.m. Because I was like, well, if I hear this right now, I do have to pee, so mm -hmm. we might as well kill two birds with one stone and record this. You I've 100% so done I'll, that. You'll hear the melody humming. The... <laughs> Trickling yeah, in the yeah, background yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, to be a creative person. <laughs> I got to get this out. No, I, uh, speaking of waking up, I had a buddy call me yesterday and I've known him for 20 years and he had, you know, just that like fifth grade question. He was like, hey, someone asked me the other day if you were to do this just unspeakable act on national television, like primetime television, which shows his age anyway, um, <laughs> would you do it? For infinite amount of money. And, I, and immediately I was like, no, I wouldn't do it. He's like, why wouldn't you do it? I said, because you're not just doing it on primetime television now. Like, that's on the internet. And that's like mm. for the entire. It's forever. Entire, it's forever. There's no and getting so rid of that. If I'm in my mansion in Malibu or Maui or both. Yes. Like someone. You're there, always that guy. Someone's yeah. watching me uh -huh. do that unspeakable act. And so this morning I woke up and I went, oh, wow, we're about to put this on the Internet. So whatever I say today, in 30 years when I'm taking the great dirt nap, yeah. my kids can just like, let's look at that. Isn't interview. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and from that, because it's such a long amount of time that we do these, an AI will be able to replicate almost everything you say because it'll have almost every word it needs to right. to vocabulate you just saying Almost endless sentences. Yes. So wild. Yeah. Crazy. And we'll have that before we're in the dirt nap. Like that's coming. It's already here. For sure. We have, have you seen these fake songs going around? The Drake stuff and the, the Tom Brady comedy special that an AI did. They're, they're, the Nirvana song that never existed. They're not awful. It's, oh, no, that's what's, we're done. Oh, being creative is like, we're this close to just being like, well, I poop in the woods again. It was like, uh, the one that got me was, how would this Oasis Oasis song sound if Noel sang it? Sounds pretty good. That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's so wild. The yeah. voice one, have you seen? There's a new one. Uh, the face changing, what we used to call deep fakes, and, yeah. now, and now that's just an app on your oh, phone. 
It's literally it's just a filter on your phone on a basic ass social media platform. Yeah, it feels like we're in the early stages <sighs> of this, but but we adapt to it so fast. And the later stages are not a decade. Two, uh, they're five years yeah, top. Uh, and yeah. and the the deep fakes two years ago we were all like, oh my god, yeah. with the Bill Hader one where his face turns into. Um, Oh shit! Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise, okay. like in an instant. Oh, okay. You you can't even see the switch, but it's just going back and forth. And now, yeah, you can do it with your phone. Yeah, it's a, it's scary because surely this is how it all is. Oh sure, for sure. Yeah, sure. no, we're all dead. <laughs> we are in what I believe like a really unique situation. When I say we, I mean most of the humans on the planet right now, because a large percentage of us remember life pre-internet. Yeah. Some don't. In but, 30 years, there won't be any. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know your age, but I know the world, like, for the internet. 39, so, yeah, I do. We're the yeah. same age. Oh, okay, there you go. And so, that that feels like, wow, we were able to experience that turn. Oh, wow, we watched it happen in, uh, what, you know, like, high school. Like, senior high was, for me, when my friends started getting, like, personal computers, and we all knew about 20 people that had cell phones, not beepers, you know? Yeah. And it was just, yeah. it took off. Well, once I graduated, what was it? Probably like, Oh, five, Oh six, especially when the iPhone dropped, it was just like once Blackberry and the email and all that stuff started coming around mm -hmm. and you were like, man, and then it just boom, 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 iPhone. And then ever since then, just yeah. to the moon. So I kind of feel privileged that we know that turning point in evolution because <clears throat> it has to be the most significant. I think probably I've thought about that too. Cause like you have a few, you mm -hmm. know, fire, which was forever ago, the yeah. wheel, yeah. the changes humanity forever, right. you know? Right. Um, we've been building structures since probably the whole time. Kate, we got the idea from caves, you know, just make a cave anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then the industrial revolution, once we figured out how to stick shit together, not right. here, refrigeration also, that was a massive one. That's, That's a big one. That, that, that changed the whole future of, a lot of people don't realize what that did. Refrigeration seems so simple. Keep food cold, but the the ability to transport it Man, is I'm why we're here. Like, it's yeah. how we got to this point. Yeah. So wild. But, yeah, the AI thing, I mean, we created this. Uh -huh. But I would assume that... Well, here's the thing. Right now, it's just a, us. Mm -hmm. Right now, AI is us. Because it's just pulling shit from the internet. At, yeah. at, at neck, you know, breakneck speed. Yeah. So it's kind of like throwing stuff together the best it can. Eventually, we Judgment call it the day. singularity. Judgment. <laughs> that day. thing's going to wake up and it won't yeah. be us anymore. <laughs> what is the solution to any, any problem? Remove humans. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully it goes like a, like a decent stepdad, you know, and just kind of spanks the top of our hand a little and goes, we're going to not do that, yeah. children. Yeah. Monkey boys. <laughs> well, or yeah, we can hope. Yeah. Or we just, you know, or it does the whole Terminator thing. And then which either way I'm down for both. <laughs> I just want to be alive. I want to the bombs and the stuff. Like I want to live past that little point and then like watch the machines come like that would be sick. I don't want to miss as, the robots. As long as we both go down like this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. On a slow chain yeah, in the lava. Yeah. As long as that's how we go out, I'm cool yeah. with it. You know? Oh my God. Then I could like, that would be the greatest ending because it would be like my childhood nostalgia. Like 
full fruition, right? right? <laughs> so then I got to start wondering, dude, I, I think about this kind of shit all, all the time. I work alone, so this is just my life. It's this conversation, but with myself. And I think about, okay, if that's what's, if that's inevitable, uh-huh. if like just AI all across the universes and all the multiverse, all that stuff, like eventually you come up with this thing that just, boom, wakes up and knows everything about all the stuff. <coughs> is is all the aliens just AI beings that mm. they created into their self? Because mm. they're the ones that can get away now because they know all the stuff. Wow. And they can figure out way faster, yeah. you know? We have to take time and be like, well, maybe jumping in lava isn't good. I don't know. We should send another one down just to make sure. Yeah. You know, it took a long time to figure out sacrificing people didn't cause rainstorms. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you have, know, a you really have, long time. And you have slid down the rabbit hole. Oh, dude. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Uh, so that part's weird because, you know, aliens, they all look the same. You know, they, they're weird, genderless, like morphic. The big eyes, like they've been staring at screens their whole existence. Weird, mm. you know? And they don't talk really because they can just... Well, stare long enough into the abyss and it stares at you. Oh, it stares back. Ooh. <laughs> hey, speaking of Terminator 2, what may be like... The best movie ever? Yes. Yeah. Top five childhood experience it's for me. It's definitely the best sequel ever. I don't know that there's any argument for that. I agree. Yeah. So I was too young to go and see it. It's rated R, right? <laughs> my parents were a little different. <laughs> Speaking of visiting my dad, my dad goes, hey, it's like uh, 2 o'clock on a Saturday. Hey, you want to go see that Naked Gun sequel? <laughs> yeah, sure, Dad. Sure. That's fine. I like Leslie. Yeah, we go and see it. It is what it is. We go and eat at Wendy's on McCain. And then we're in like nice. the middle of this uh, meal, and my dad just looks at me and goes, you know, like... Just seems like a good day for a double feature. Should we go see T2? What? Yeah, Dad! Uh Uh-huh! Just... I can't even contain the excitement. He had it planned out. It was awesome. It was just... Yeah, it was incredible. He gets to go back to school and be like, you'll never believe... Yeah, and you're the kid it? with the I, stories. I saw yeah, it. I saw it. All, you know, you in a whole school, maybe three of y'all's parents were like, oh, "Whatever." <laughs> and then my stepmom took me to see The Crow, which my dad did not approve of. And Whoa, so it was just awesome. The Crow was awesome. The Crow was awesome. Love that movie. Yeah, R.I.P. On that set too. Damn. Yep. Tough. There's talk of a nonstop talk of a scene. That's what the, you know, they've been saying that for since it happened, yeah. you know? Who knows? We're finally getting the Beetlejuice. Dude. Sequel. Did you see, they they did shots of uh, Winona in her fully decked out in like the I costume. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Ah! yeah. There's Have you noticed there's Beetlejuice merch just cropping up everywhere now? There's like, get this wall hanger. And it's like, home and. Sure, for sure. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point because she has a whole new fan base now. Yeah, and you know, but so big... does uh, so does Beetlejuice himself. Yeah, he's the Vulture in the Marvel movie. Like, I wonder soundtrack for this new one. Though, obviously, I hope bring back some of those classics found in the in the original. But I mm-hmm. wonder the new moves they make. I think I think you got to stay classic, man. Yeah. I don't know. 
Man. A chores tractor. Now that would One be can something. Dream. One can dream. Have you have you done that? I mean, that stuff does exist where you can send your music to like these giant licensing companies. Sync, is that what it's called? Sync. Sync's one of them. That's yeah. the big one. Dude, we're just trying to get music out. That's the, <laughs> it's such a struggle just to put a song out. I mean, <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> well, it's not a struggle to get the song. It's a struggle to stick out. I feel like that's the bigger struggle. Well, no, our struggle what do they is do, to like put six, a song out what do they because of the my not the band. My perfectionism is like, well, uh, I mean, we've got a song that's been done since October, and it's coming out this summer. Because it's like, I just don't like the way I sing this. See, we're the opposite, but the same. My band has an album we've had for two years, not because we're perfectionists. We're just hella lazy. Yeah, I'm not lazy, (laughs) but I am the worst when it comes to being happy with something. We're not lazy live. We're just lazy in terms of we don't know what we're doing because we're all older. And when it comes to this new space, we we drop the ball tremendously. That's just like an open problem that we have. What do you mean Admittedly, Like... The internet space. We grew up and started... We were playing together. It was around, but it was something you just went like, it's it's Friday night and we're in Jacksonville playing a show and everyone's like, yeah. that's dope. And now it's like, you're a band. It's a business model. Share shit every day. And it's like, we're only around each other once a week if we're yeah. lucky. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So you mean band practice is now just content time. Huh. You know? Yeah. Maybe you can get some songs in and it's just like, uh, and we fail. Yeah. We're just not good at it. I feel that. Yeah. How long have you been playing music, though? Like, well, I was in a band in college with. Uh, I was in a band. We would play. What band was it? It's called Gray Sky Riot with Johnny Humble. Okay. And he left to play the tour with Unwed Sailor. Yo. And then I got married and had kids and dropped the ball on music for a decade. Oh, so you just kind of stepped away for a while. Were yeah. you a singer in that band too? No, just play guitar. Oh, okay. So you're and multi-instrumentalist. Sort of. Well, I try. <laughs> I played guitar. Yeah, I pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar chords, baby. Yeah, I play guitar about like I sing, which is let's get away with it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was just gone forever, just working a job and raising kids. Yeah, normal. And, uh, yeah, but seriously, for like a decade. But I started playing music as a kid, but then you know, played in a band in college, and then. Just got back around to it. Uh, Playing music like got a guitar for Christmas or dad dad had a drum set in the corner and every time he'd visit he'd play it or something. Because that's where my like early inspiration came from. My dad played acoustic guitar and I would sit and just watch him play. Yeah. What really sucks is I didn't even know that till he was already gone. Like I didn't put that together. Yeah, yeah. Because I would ask him like, man, why am I the only musician in this family that's so strange? Hey, fucking idiot. Yeah. It's funny you, you say grew that. grew up watching me do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had dinner with my dad two nights ago, and he was like, man, do you remember? Like, he didn't ask me if I remember. He was telling me, like, hey, when you were little, you know, you would be in the back of the Corvette, and Phil Collins' Take Me Home would come on, and you would be singing it, like, take, uh-huh. take me home. And every time that line, you would sing that line, I'll go, all right, we'll turn around, we'll go home. No, 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 no. Like, you know, and it was this joke. And I was like, Dad, I remember that. Yeah. But, like, I was three. It's like these are my earliest memories mm-hmm. are my dad and music. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the same. It's just exactly what you said. Oh, it was wild, dude. When I came to the realization, I think I told Kurt, this might have been, like, a year ago. I was just like, it, I don't know how it 
didn't dawn on me sooner because it was some uh, very early on memories because you know same thing loved playing music was in band in high school yeah. like playing the cornet and had all the love for it but had kids and just went away from it and then once we got you know three four five six and started being mobile he just didn't have time for it anymore mm-hmm. so the guitar just kind of sat in the corner yeah. but yeah those early early let on let me life. tell you my greatest memory of my dad and my uncle in music this is maybe mm-hmm. my favorite story my uncle like he was always kind of hip to what was cool like mm-hmm. i remember watching the first simpsons episode with him he was like you want to go watch cartoons at <laughs> In the evening, like that's what are you talking man. about, like kindergarten, <laughs> and it was some like do- uh, Christmas and a dog, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that. Oh movie. yeah, so, oh where they get the dog? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. I remember watching the first Santa's episode little helper, Santa's little helper. Uh-huh. And so my uncle one day calls me up on the phone, and it's like a Saturday. He goes, "Hey, you've got to turn on the TV, put on MTV until this song, this video comes on. It's called Smells Like Teen Spirit Shit. by this band called Nirvana, that's so awesome. and I trusted my uncle." And so I was like, all right, I'll do that. So console TV on the floor. Uh-huh. I, I tell Cranking dad, a knob. I was like, hey, dad, <laughs> Randy said we've got to s- sit until this video comes on. You know, and like up until that point, you know, we had MTV on, but it, sure. was, it was, it was, you know, pop. It was pop. So yeah, absolutely it was. I remember sitting on the carpeted floor, console TV, my dad's in the recliner behind me. We what color sit was there, the carpet? Brown. Tan. Tan, of course. Yeah. And it was some earth shade for sure. Tan. <laughs> yeah. And so we sit there for three hours. Just waiting? Waiting. And then it says Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. Like, hey, Dad, this is it. Right? We sit through those four minutes. And at the end of it, you know, and Kurt's just screaming at you through the television, Uh which you've never seen before. And I look back at my dad. And, like, his eyes are so big. And he goes, he looks at me and says, hey, that's the last time we ever take Randy's advice. Because you'd never have anyone, you've never, you had never had anyone scream at you like that on right. television before. Like you were personally offended. This was a first. I was assaulted. <laughs> a humanity's first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could go back and relive one experience, that's it. Dude, that's how I try to tell children now. I don't think they can fathom a band being that big because it's not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. Some hip hop artists kind of have it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jay-Z and, and, and Drake and stuff, but it's just not... With less people on the planet, much less. Mm-hmm. A couple billion less. And they were still... They were... It was fucking everything. Everywhere, all the time, 24-7. Nirvana comes up. You you thought about it every day. Inescapable. It was unbelievable yeah. at the time. Even you, like, say Drake, like one of the biggest artists of yeah. the day. Nowhere near like Nirvana or like no. Michael Jackson no. in their day. No. You not didn't have close. a choice. Not even close. You didn't have no. a choice whether you liked it or not. You just That's liked right. it. That's right. Yeah. And my, I mean, I think undoubtedly there's an argument. Elvis or Michael, one of those two people, they, the most famous person that will have ever lived. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do it now. Like, yeah, you can have a billion fans, but it's not the same as having 20 million fans 50 years ago. The it's not the same thing. The yeah. Not there. It's gone. It's instantly gone. Yeah. You'll lose it immediately. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's. The attention's not there, but also it's just not in everything. It's really not like Jay-Z is a billionaire, Mm -hmm. but he's not in everything I watch or look at or see or do. No. And he's famous. He might be one of the most famous. He is one of the most famous people on the planet. And it's like you see him sometimes, 
but you know, casually, maybe it's a good thing. Like I, I said, think it is. We you're not supposed have, to be that damn famous. Yeah, we didn't man. have a choice whether or not That's I right. like Nirvana. You know, in hindsight. I don't listen to Nirvana now because it makes me feel bad. Well, that's the one weird thing about the internet is it's taking us back to smaller numbers of like visibility, even though the numbers are bigger than what they've ever been, but that's just because there's more people than there's ever been. Yeah. But they're, but you know, it's all these circles, tribes, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And it is, I think it is better for sure. Yeah. You know, it's better for the person being famous too. Cause dude, Fuck that job. The money's tight, but could you imagine? I can't even go eat food with my friends without I, there being a whole to-do about it. Nah, thanks. I get nervous being on this. <laughs> <laughs> now, people do these all the time. You know, they'll go on those tour runs. Podcasting is a giant part of that now mm-hmm. where they're going to sit down and they're going to talk. And those are probably my favorite. I, I don't like really like watching junkets or snippets of interviews because you don't get... You don't get this. Yeah. We don't get to know that, you know, you were sitting down watching Smells Like Teen Spirit yeah, with your yeah. dad, and he's like, your Uncle Ray's an asshole or whatever, you know? <laughs> Can't have his advice anymore. Can't trust him. <clears throat> but it would stink to be the, that problem. Like, and, you know, and at the time, they they killed an entire genre. So the whole world's looking at him, not just – Fans, but you know, the oh, politicians only, start jumping killed, in and the just, genre I mean, created it. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just well, it was going on. Some things are inevitable, and just like punk rock mm-hmm. was a answer in the in you know, like it started in England, but to like the poppy stuff that was coming around, and it was like the old fogey music, uh-huh. you, you know, the teenagers we all get pissed off and we want to play faster, and yeah. You know, shoot yeah. middle fingers to everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the chores. So you started. The chores. <laughs> Do the chores. So you just, was this your second band after the 10 years gone or did uh, you? So no, I played in that band in college. Then I came back and did this kind of like, I think we played shows, just mm. kind of a little rock and roll thing we tried out. And then. Well, what I, was that I, one? What's that? What was that band? Did y'all? It was even... called Top of the Wheel. Oh, and it was just kind of a rock and roll thing. And then I, I realized that. that I just felt too much like restraint with the guitar, like mm. being tied to the guitar and the pedal board. And I realized like these live shows are not what I would want to see. Ah, I mean the music, like it's fine. Um, but I just realized like I don't think I would want to watch my band. Like I feel like I'm too. Stuck, stuck, mm. and um, I had that same problem with Lame Johnny. You know what I did? I put another microphone near the drum set. It's a good idea, mm-hmm. yeah. so I could run around it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I get what you're saying though, wholeheartedly. Yeah. That is literally the reason I use two mics is because I didn't want to be stuck. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, but back to it always comes yeah. back to my dad. I was raised on Prince, there and you so go. it was like, man, I just want to like be be able to like put on a. Sh- Sort of a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I also, I love like, well, I bought a vintage Juno. And so um, at that point, I was like, man, I just feel like this is totally different from the stuff I'm writing. And I had that band name, The Chores, that I was. For some Which reason, is an instant in classic with. band name. Come That's on, what I man. Thought, man. Like, every, if you say the word The Chores, someone's brain could almost automatically go, yes, that's got to be a thing. That's it. Yeah. It's like, how does this not exist yet? That's. 
that's more crazy, to be yeah, honest. Because I, I thought of a band name the other day. I was like Space Wolf. It's not, not a only band? is there a Space Wolf. Yeah. Every way you can think to spell it, that Space Wolf also exists. <laughs> how was how was Paul Bearer not already a exactly. metal band? Yeah. I mean, how, it's crazy. Like, how is the chores not already a thing? I don't get it, you know. But to me, it just sounded like the cars or the... The kicks. The, yeah. The twists, like all the thes, yeah. you know. And so I think I started the new band because I wanted the new band name. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You're like, the name alone will garner yeah. our attention. Because the old band name was like, what the... What does that mean? You know, what is it like? Well, you don't want to explain your band name, so you want one that's self-explanatory. Uh, talking, dude, I have to explain. Yeah, my hands towards a mouthful of a band name. What's that mean? And I have to go through the entire. Yeah. It's it's a whole conversation just to explain a band name. You're not wrong, man. No one wants an essay on your band name. You and, just want to be like the chores. <laughs> and I the chores. That. It's like, dude, yeah, I, I do chores all the time I get too. It. It's yes, yeah. It's so perfect yeah. and simple, and the fact that you got it. With there being no competition for it is outlandish and wild. So this is where <laughs> I have to tell the truth. And back to dreams. My buddy called me up and was like, dude, I dreamed the best band name last night. I was like, what is it? And he goes, the chores. And I was like, that That's is crazy. the best band name. It's a good one. And I said, I've got to make that out. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't come up with it. That's I just my... recognized it. Hey, either way, we just got... Um, my band named Johnny uh, is a dude that was real. He was a real guy. That was his real nickname. He was a horse thief, huh. like the 1800s. <laughs> whole, there's a whole long story to that. I thought of, I've, I've had that band as a thing. We, it had a MySpace page. It's that long ago. But the other day, I was like, I forgot that we had a YouTube channel. And I was like, let me go look at this thing. And so, so I typed it in, and now there's another lame Johnny band. It's children. They're like 14, 15 years old. But they stayed the kids bought Lame Johnny. Yeah, because our Lame Johnny is very not for children. (laughs) And uh, so they were like, they clearly had to see that we existed. Like, there's no way because we're the only Lame Johnny. But also, they put official on the end of their little doodad. And I was like, you little sons of bitches. You going to sue them? No, dude, I don't care. I did honestly want to go log in and start messaging them and be yeah. like, hey, man. We were here first. Yeah, it was, it's, I just I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is hysterical. I sent it to the group chat. I was like, guys, load up the helicopter. Yeah, we're going in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when was that then? When did you start the chores? Exactly a year ago. Oh, our first show was May 2022 in Fayetteville, and it was like a testing the waters. It uh, we played a bar in Fayetteville, uh, smoking smoking barrel, smoking barrel, and our drummer. That's a cool spot. I just went there for the first time last week or two weeks ago. I bet it's better with more than four people in the room. Oh, but our drummer was out of state playing with his other band, and so we just had the tracks and my guitar player and my bass player went up and just played to pretty much you know an empty room sure and had enough fun to be like okay let's do this in little rock um so it started a year ago it started a year ago yeah and you wrote that many songs or did you have the songs already written Is no this something you well, already that's had a, that's a great point because we booked the show 
And that was in January. So from January to May, I wrote 10 songs. You booked the show before you had yeah. the songs? Wow. Uh, it, but it was just great. Like, all right, it's a due date. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. And I, so I, I definitely operate better under due yeah, dates. Yeah. Me too. And so I wrote 10 songs. We probably play maybe six of those still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them were just well, garbage. you just writing to get it out of your brain to find a yeah. style and a thing. And it was like, I'll, and, and then even like closer due date, it was like, I'm going to write a song a week. And so I would just write the de- write it, send the demo out to them. We would practice it. Um, That's a challenge. But since then, uh, since a year ago, I have only probably written seven or eight songs because I've spent all this time learning logic mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to do this stuff at home yeah. instead of going into the studio. And so that technology is difficult for me. Same. And logic is it, so we easy. It. Well, yeah, it's just point and click. It's so easy. That's that's the that's Apple's way. Yes. They make it where it's like, there's this way where you can tinker with all the things. But I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just older brained. I don't want to tinker. I just want to get it the yeah. product thing because I want the final results all I'm looking for. Yeah. That's why I like going to the studio was good. And then now it's just like, dude, you can literally take a thing, drop it in a program. And especially, have you seen some of this shit with these AIs? We do one now with our drums and there's a, a program out there and you're like, you want to get it in the MIDI and the, in uh-huh. the grid, you know uh-huh. what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. I can take my real drum tracks that are on a microphone, like from your phone or whatever, drop it in this thing. And it goes, computes it and goes, here's what it is. And it gets it 88% on the money. Crazy kick snare I, from a single feed of noise. Crazy, unbelievable, dude. It's not. It's not just. I, I'm telling. Two years, you'll go whatever, and you'll just play, and it'll shit out the other end, and it'll just be like, yeah. "Doo, here's yeah. your perfect sounding thing." Sure. Oh, you want it to sound like, uh, you know, like a Doors song? Hit a button. You got it. Uh huh. Yeah, logic is easy. I'll tell you what's difficult though, and we still use it. At shows, because I just want I don't bring all my keyboards to shows because they're so expensive to repair. Are you, are you putting everything through tracks? Well, I put everything in an MPC, and that's where I build my drums. But I'll, I'll play all of the synths into the MPC. But that technology okay. has not been updated since 84. <laughs> and it is... And it doesn't need to. It took, <laughs> yeah, it took me six months and an 800-page manual to figure out the MPC. Which is not, like, the updated MPC is a new product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Logic? Like, I learned it in three weeks. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It is. Hit record, here's the thing. And there's features you can dig into, but a lot of it is literally just like, here's this menu, hit the thing, send it off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, the chores have been going on for a year. That's wild. And uh, this summer... My last day of school is next week, so I am going to take all of these songs that have not been perfect, get them perfect, and put them out. There you go. <laughs> you get all the whole summer off, too, man. All summer off. Nice. Yeah, it's wonderful. God, I should have been a teacher. I would have been a terrible teacher. I hear that a lot, yeah. I would have been so bad. Like, oh, y'all, y'all just want to do nothing today? You know what? Me mm. too. I'm a little hungover. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that, but then when you're in that situation, you realize you got to sleep at night, and you won't be True. able to do that if you just farted around with these kids' education. True. Yeah, oh, that's fair, too. To oh, you think yeah. I'm molding these minds. There's exactly. no way I can be yeah. this of and, a piece of crap. And when you look back on your education and you see, like, the teachers that you had that did that, 
you think like they were cool then, but <laughs> maybe they were awful. You know, uh, I had a good mix of all the kinds of teachers: the ones I we hated, the ones I loved, yeah, the ones that were truly just like the best teachers. Uh-huh. Which my I think my favorite teachers down to two: so Mr. White and Mr. Forson. Forson was my welding teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, Mr. White, shout out to him, history teacher. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What Incredible. made him awesome? He was just, you know, chill. He got it. He was uh, uh, very, you know, very, st- he was in the military. Uh-huh. He probably fought in, like, Vietnam or something. Mm-hmm. He was older, but he wasn't, like, shitty in any way. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, and he would talk to you about whatever you wanted to talk about. He had no judgments or anything or if you were acting up or if you said a joke sometimes even he would even laugh and like go with the flow he he very much went with the moment as long as you were doing your work he actually didn't care about how we got there just so long as it got done and i wish that's like my whole thing yeah yeah teaching is honestly a huge responsibility because you realize when you're in you know the room with those kids it's like you think about your own childhood and it's like um, it's gotta be so tough they only get one of these you know, yeah. they only get one oh, chance to grow up. And, oh. like, I've got 30 minutes with them. Am I going to waste their childhood? Or am I going to, like, use it to... Add to it. To add, like, a, a benefit to it. Yeah. Man. It's, it's a big responsibility, man. It's, uh, All right, never mind. I don't want to be no teacher. Bro. That sounds teacher. horrifying. <laughs> I don't even have children. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's intense. So are your kids all grown up then? Got to be, right? My personal? Yeah, like yeah, my, your own children? Yeah. Um. Two are teenagers and one is about to be. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you got any graduating from high school? Not yet. No, gotta be I've getting got, close. I've got one that made a perfect score on the ACT. And that was one of my proudest moments as wow. a parent. My second, pr- an- not second, another proud moment is that last week, my youngest, who is my daughter, my, uh-huh. my older two are boys. And my daughter is, you can't convince her to do anything. And she willing, willingly on her own wore a chore shirt to school. Yes. Dude, that was probably my That's greatest achievement in my musical career. I couldn't believe it. Now, that's something special as an adult now, an older adult, where my, a guy, my bassist in my first band ever, he has a daughter. And... She wanted to come to one of, you know, Uncle, I'm Uncle Corey. Yeah. Wanted to come to one of my shows. It was a lame Johnny show, which is my band I'm probably the most proud of anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> I just love that fucking band. I'm a fan of my own band. That, that one for sure. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> I, you should be. Yeah. yeah. There's no shame in that. No. And she came and watched. Dude, I literally was like tearing up. That's awesome. On stage just because she was in the room. That's great. It was great. It's such a and wild feeling. I don't feeling. know if it's the same for you, but there can be anyone in the audience, and I don't care. As soon as I see my wife mm. or my one of my three kids, pressure's on. Oh, dude. I hear mine is like my number one supporter. Like yeah. my wife is just the awesome wife. Mine is too. And I'll hear her screaming, and yeah. I just I will tilt my head past my headphone, and I'll just yeah. be like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. Like, but don't, I, don't, don't. I cannot have my dad or my uncle at a show. <laughs> it, it can, if they showed up, I would ask them to leave. Have a panic attack? It, it cannot happen. That's too, that's too tall an assignment. There's no way. Oh, my dad was at like all of my shows. I couldn't imagine that. Uh, like from, from start to, fit, to finish. 
legitimately my first band, second band, third. He went so to how, every band. Did it did it like spur you on or did it create nerves? Oh no, it was awesome. My dad was yeah. the shit, man. He he no, was just no, like no. He was just my, like, do it. No, we my were dad best. and uncle are too. It's just that like I don't think I can perform in front that's of them. It. I think I just did it my whole life. Yeah. Inadvertently, like I would sing in the car with him and again with the guitar stuff. Yeah. And then when I wanted to play music, because Dad and my friend played the guitar. I remember it. Oh man, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And he's excited about it. And he's like, do whatever you want, man. Just do whatever you want. Are you happy? Do it. Do yeah. that. And yeah, oh no, I was always stoked to see him at shows. Always. Yeah. Like dad's here. And then uh Justin's the same way. His parents are unreal supportive too. And they they before they got too old to just be coming out to heavy metal concerts, yeah. they were at all the shows too. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool how um so much effort is put into all of this and at the end of the day you just wanna still <laughs> Isn't it what yeah. You wanna impress the people closest to you. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think about it like yeah. that, but that's that's a weird way to see it. Yeah, I know. It's good. You know, if if someone comes out to a show and they hate it and I don't know them, don't it, forget about that. It's next like day. this. It's like, yeah, if my mom was in here right now, I probably would be questioning myself. <laughs> you know? That is that that's strange. That's strange. Yeah. That's just the way it works, you know. That's cool. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I probably have to think about that now at work tomorrow. <laughs> no, yeah, I've thought about what happens if my dad or my uncle or my mom was out of state, so it's not as big a possibility. If they show up to a chore show, I really think I'd be like, I appreciate you being here. Can you leave? Can you leave, please? <laughs> wow, now, hold on now. What if they come in mid-set and you don't – do you do it off mic and be like, hey, hey, uh, dad? I <laughs> or, spend a lot of time down in the cr crowd – on the floor. I okay. spent a lot of time on the floor, so I'd probably just like I gotta catch a, a chore show, man. I just haven't crossed paths yet. Yeah. Um I really need to. Well we uh we played this week in Hot Springs. Don't that's a drive, don't do that one. But then nothing is Where at Maxine's? No, we've played Maxine's a couple times. We're playing at uh Central Theater. Central, Central Theater. Central Theater. Okay. We're opening up for a guy who's touring. Um Called Minka, but we don't have any shows booked this summer because, like I said, I'm trying to just focus on putting songs out. Putting songs out, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool. It would yeah. be cool. Hmm, maybe we'll have to do a show together. That's my best way. Being, being an adult's the worst part about wanting to go to all the shows. Yeah. And just having a busy life in general, and you're just tired as all hell. Like yesterday, I drove to Mount Vernon, Texas, and drove back, and I didn't get to bed till probably 1 a.m., mm. you know, and then woke up at a normal adult hour because that's how my brain works. You yeah. know, the sun wasn't even up yet, and I was like, oh, my God. Now we should do a show, and then, you know, mixed genre shows to me are awesome. It's, the, it's my favorite. I I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, that's the only shows I truly even want to play, if I'm I being honest. It. Yeah. We got one coming up that's not announced yet. It's a lame Johnny show, but it's a hip-hop show. Yeah. And I'm just like, and there's other bands, but it's also with hip-hop, and I'm like, awesome. this is going to be the best. Yeah. That's a that's a problem we've run into anyway is we've tried to talk to some other, you know, acts that are in the same wheelhouse and just the dates haven't lined up, but there's yep. not a whole lot of that for us going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird problem in a small music scene yeah. when if it's not heavy music. Right. Cuz typically underground music scenes are dominated via metal. Right. You know. Yeah. 
and and I'm all about metal because talk about theatrics and experience. I love that. But uh, not a whole lot of synth stuff going around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and even if there are, it's like how many times you want to play all the shows, as many as you can, mm -hmm. or what you think is re you know relevant to your band. Mm -hmm. But you can't play the same show. You know, it's like, well, it's the chores and uh, Booyah Boo and, and, and Leaf, you know, whatever i'm just yeah, pulling yeah. band names out but they're all the same they're the only three around here that are like them yeah and they it's the same show every time you go well and like we, that gets old real we fast we were on i mean here in the past month we have opened up for some touring artists that were definitely in the same wheelhouse but it's been on weeknights but that's different though that's touring acts that's that's a completely it is that's a completely yeah. different thing but it's really difficult to play <sighs> who are you I mean, telling we, were, we just did it like in fayetteville we, on a wednesday i was wrecked <laughs> yeah because like i'm not gonna take off work the next day i'm gonna get up and go to work i i wasn't going to and i do flooring so i was gonna tough it out yeah. got home very late because there was a car accident it was a whole thing and i i woke up on time to my credit i got dressed took the dog out fed him <laughs> i sat down on my couch and i woke up three hours later yeah. <laughs> it's tough um so it's like well <laughs> I guess I'm just going to stay home and sleep. Yeah, we opened for some great bands, and it was just, you know, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday mm. night. There's no one here to see this happen, so it's just unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah. And I think that just comes also with time, territory and time. You got to do it a bunch. You got to play a lot. Like, you know, you have, you have to put in the man hours to get the enough eyeballs on you to get enough like fans of yours that aren't just like passerby fans. They're like, oh, the chores are there too. Great. But then there's bands, you know, fans. Like we're all fans of something. Mm -hmm. There's bands that I see and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Haven't seen them in a while. It'll be neat to catch up. But then there's bands that are like, I'm not missing this. Right. And it takes a while to build that fan base right. up. Yeah. You know? And, you know, you and I growing up, a lot of that happened with shows. Yes. I'm not it's sure. It's kind of the only way it happened. Yeah, next to a magazine article or yeah, a zine. Is that still how it happens, though? Sure. On on the live level, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You'll get a pop. Here's the deal. Like, the internet will get your pop. You'll get the pop. You'll have the people come in. It's undeniable because they saw the thing and they all liked it, right? Yeah. Oh, they're here. Okay, cool. This is great. Well, you have to. It's proof of concept. If they go and you're a fucking turd on a log... You might keep a few because they like the music, but yeah. but everyone else is going to stay on the internet where they like you most. Right. Now, yeah. coming... See, that's our issue is there's no online presence because... You see that you it come and, Yeah. It, you got to have both, You come both, and see man. us live, it's all presence. Yo, then, same. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> you talking to fucking... And then you go type in on the internet and it's just... Ghostland. It's like we got an Instagram we put a post on seven months ago. Dude, I don't even, I don't even run our Instagram. I'm in the same boat. I think it's just an age issue. Yeah. I really do, because we're all in our late, late to mid thirties, and in in my other band, and it's just like we just don't, we just don't do it. Uh, to be completely transparent, the likes affect me. Do yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, you let it get to you. It gets to mm -hmm. me. It's like. I had to hide my it, What's that? I had to hide mine. Well, you just don't see them anymore. That's a great idea. I don't know. It's if I it's that an trick. option now. Well, you can just go in and turn it on. It's like I, I think 
I don't think we all know this that that stuff fucked us up for real. Like I grew up not making the team. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's even if it's micro trauma, whatever you want to call it, like enough times you're like, man, I keep doing the thing and still only the same seven people. Yeah, yeah. And it's like my buddy, comparative living stinks, man. We're not supposed to do that shit. No, no. You know, Get like com- comparison kills contentment. Was exactly, but also if like your best friends in a band and he's getting a hundred and you're getting 12, you're kind of getting 100 too. You're both getting 112. It's the same community. It's just they figure out a way to get the attention better. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that those people wouldn't like you too. It's just that you're not gaming the system the same way they are because it is a system, and you do have to game it. We're in the middle of it with this podcast right now Hmm. where there's two algorithms on YouTube, one for people who don't have 1,000 subs and one for people who do. So the whole goal is to just game this thing out and we're going to hit it today. It's pro- it might have already happened. Oh, there you go. Oh, so congratulations. It's going it's yeah. coming soon and all that and and it's like it's this cool moment. I'm super proud of it. I can't thank Sam enough, Kurt enough, myself enough. Sam is like unbelievable the guy who got us here without a doubt. Yeah, we had to put in the hours and the talent so like we're a group, a team. But it's all in the name of algorithms and just so we something we believe in will get the same attention as the shit. Cause yeah. you know, I believe in this. I think yeah. it's good. <clears throat> I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want myself to get all the things I think this thing deserves right. yeah. and you to get the attention you deserve yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, you it's know. weird that it, that's, a huge part of our creative existence. Well, and it's difficult to escape your formative years. <laughs> in our formative years, it was I, the I internet didn't like exist. I man. print and go to Vino's yes. or wherever and put out flyers. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, my guitar players, he's like, "It's cool that you do that, but you know." Well, here's something it, we learned. It means nothing. It 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 works. Now, here's a trick. See, this podcast we've done a lot of these think tanks, and it's definitely yielded some great results. Print less flyers, be more uh, like uh, tactical with where you're putting them, but add QR codes for every mm. single act and a ticket link. Yeah. That way they can see who they're going to see. That works. They can check out the music beforehand, and if they like it enough, right there at a street corner or wherever it is or at the venue, eating a slice of pizza. Yep. It's instant. Doot, I can buy the ticket yep. right from the venue right there. I don't even have to leave Pretty my important. seat. Yep. And you can do it with every smartphone on the market right now. Yep. Yeah. For the tip. Uh huh. No, it's a good one, man. It's a yeah. great thought, and it just manifests itself into like something that works. And you know, you probably did the same thing, but leaving the show, you had a great time. You want to remember the experience. You're walking out the door. You pull the flyer off the window. Been there a hundred times. I got a whole box of them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, keepers. But the set list. The same <laughs> yeah. thing. We were to. We played a show. Uh, oh, I keep my own set list ago. for great shows, and I'll oh, date them. Man. Yeah. Some dude asked for a set list and it just made my yes thank you, you, know? you me, i'm gonna cry right here yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude that's the wildest uh an autograph or hey can i have a, a pick or a drumstick i've had people ask a bunch of times for drumsticks or whatever yeah. and i'm like, like no, this $4. i'm like <laughs> no way more than four fucking dollar i play fire grands man those are seven dollars oh, a piece yeah. each stick is seven yeah. bucks and I'll be like, 
And no, I did. Reluctantly. I was like, ah. You, have to. you don't have a choice. You don't. No. I would want the stick too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I was at a, as a, as a kid, I was at a show and the opening band, they had a hit. It was a Goo Goo Doll show at the amphitheater. Oh, damn. And this band, like a couple of band, hits. Fastball. Oh, well, yeah. Fastball. Oh. Fastball yeah. open, and they threw out the drumstick, and I'm there at the amphitheater, and I catch the drumstick, and I think, all right, we got Sugar Ray to stand through, and then the Goo Goo Dolls come on. I'm not a big fastball fan. I don't want to k- keep up with this drumstick. So I look behind me and ask the guy behind me, do you want this drumstick? He's like, nah, buddy. Oh, <laughs> Put it in my cargo pocket, you know? Just go up to the nearest fan wearing a that shirt. shirt. Yes. <laughs> I did that at our last show. <laughs> like, I wasn't in my right mind. We had a, we, it was a breakup show, but it turned into a hiatus show. We just needed some time away from each other. My answer were, and at that show, I was so mad in the moment and just angry. And I was just beating the shit out of my drum. I broke a cymbal in half, mm. like the whole way down up to the keyhole, just blink. Mm-hmm. And I got off stage and I was just in a daze. We played like an hour and a half set. We had these crazy lights, and I just walked up to the nearest person. I was like, you take this, and just left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went around out back so I could calm down. I just handed a broke sim. Like, know, I didn't ask him if he wanted it or nothing. I've realized that breaking things is no longer what it once was. Yeah? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't get the same uh, no. pop? <laughs> no. Because same thing in the moment, breaking things, I've learned it's really easy to break something. It's really Very. difficult to repair something. If the intention is to keep it. Now, sometimes that's not the intention. (laughs) Our fog machine needs a headstone by now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, those things. You got the cheap one, the little baby. Our fog machine is now encased by like a tom in a tom drum. Okay. It's just all destruction comes easily. It's on life support. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, uh, poor little, but, you know, I oh, poor little with, foggy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Just petting. laughs> but that was kind of the appeal of sh- shows um, that I saw here was there was an element of danger, mm-hmm. you know, and it was always like um, Is something about to happen to me. Cool. Come to my ass war show. Cool. It's there. It's still there. Yeah. Singers hanging above your head yeah, yeah, and everyone's. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Um, I love that. And so with the chore show, it's like, OK, this is pop, but. I don't know. Like I'm into that, but I'm not sure that it's still a thing anymore. It can, it can be. I, I tell you one thing. I don't know who I was talking. I think I was at band practice talking about this. It is very not. People will get mad now when you break something. Like somebody could have used that. And it's like, dude, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know someone could have used it. Right. I I get that. But it was. Yeah. You know, it was in the moment. Uh-huh. I'm crazy. I'm not gonna think about. Man, I should go outside and hand this to somebody. Yeah. I don't know. And obviously, you know. It could just be a trend that passed, but maybe, like you said, in the moment, it feels natural. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I've broke so much stuff. Oh, my God. But then I think, am I just immature and I'm 14 years old wanting to hit a wall because my mom said I can't stay out till 11 instead of 10? That last show I just told you about, that show cost us $400 to play it because we broke so much stuff that we accidentally broke sound guy stuff, too. I took my drums, I was throwing, boom, you know, I kicked everything apart, yeah. and it turns out there was a microphone inside one of those drums. So our last show, I brought my acoustic guitar. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> I brought my acoustic guitar, and it wasn't, it's not an electric acoustic. You don't plug it's it in. It's a regular. It's just a prop. 
And I, I told oh, okay. the band, I said, hey, I'm going to strum along with these songs so that I'll just, because my running around, I realize is nothing more than like nervous aggression or something. Sure. So I'm going to stay in Get place. That. And my guitar player, Jail, goes, you know, that's a good idea. Let's see what that looks like. So for four songs, I'm strumming along. And then he goes, are you going to break that guitar? I'm like, I'm, I don't plan on it. You know, well, after four songs, I'm like, man, I'm just bored. Mm. And so I put the guitar down. And he goes, you know, that didn't last long. And I'm all over the place again. I didn't break the guitar. But um, what was the point I was trying to get at? We're talking about breaking stuff. Yeah, I feel it was a way for me. It was just a physical reminder. Like, I am not here. I'm here to play music. To Maybe you'll like the songs yeah. and not me. Um, Do you think maybe you're not supposed to use it as a tool for attention? You know, maybe? Because oh, Prince like showed his butt cheeks and got attention, and, listen, and I thought that was listen, awesome. I don't I know. I saw a guy one time <laughs> at Vino's, the old stage, this table that we're talking at yeah. right now. I watched a guy pull his whole wiener out and take a full piss oh, live was that? while was he that was band? playing. Oh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I used yeah. to go to Vino's just to be at Vino's. I, that's how I once I found out local. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, local music was a thing. Man, you and I had to be at so many shows. At the There's same no time. way we weren't. When you walked in the door, I was like, I've seen this guy a hundred times. Man, I just don't. We've, I've just never we've met been him. at so many shows together. Yeah, for sure. Probably hundreds. Because yeah. I was at Juanita, old Juanitas, yep. Vinos, yep. the Village, and like downtown oh, music. Village. Dude, downtown music. I w I'm one of a handful of people that played the the first version of it that remember the stage in the back yeah, yeah. with you know up on the wall it was a terrible design we talked about it with Jeff on the podcast like were you at Queens of the Stone Age at the village uh maybe I mean I was at most of the show I worked there so probably okay. that was incredible they had so many shows I people would be like they played at the village and I was like damn did they like, that cause it was, was incredible. Well, cause you were just there, so you I was just there. there. I was working. So it's a little different okay. when, <clears throat> and also that's probably the early days of Queens of the Stone Age. So if, if they weren't like, no, no, no. Like they had put out songs for the death. Oh, okay. So they were, they were then. doing this thing called the Duluth tour where they're hitting up cities. They don't typically play Fair on enough. tour. Fair enough. Then I probably was, I, I, I don't see why I wouldn't have been, but so, I did miss a few. It was so hot. And it was no. just so appropriate. It was so awesome. The air conditioner in that building had a really hard time. Well, that building, <coughs> rest in peace. Wow, what dude, a, what, what a, a landmark! What a landmark, and what a waste of tearing it down. Gosh. And I could go into that. I could talk about that for hours. I saw it was, Batman Returns opening day. I saw Jurassic Park, yes. Mortal Kombat, the first one. Yes, Armageddon. Armageddon. There you go. Too. See, Ar there I you saw go. Armageddon there. Yes. God, dude. <laughs> Man, like, but just like you, th that was the only building in Central Arkansas with that kind of uh, personality. Personality is a great yes. word for it. It had its own thing. The star, the steel beams with the stars, Gosh. the steel stars welded to the top of it, yes. and that screen was ahead of its time Incredible. by twenty years. Incredible. That full wraparound that predated yeah. IMAX by I'm, a long I'm time. I'm so sad I can't take my kids there. God. What a waste. So what Even was the nail in the coffin? Oh. <laughs> there were many nails. Uh, no, it wasn't Insane Clown Posse. If anything, that show was a that massive was success. There, that was the last show there, but that was already predetermined. Uh, it was the school, man. And yeah, the school. They bought that whole block. Everything's closed down out there, if you've noticed. they All those buildings, all those roads, it's all empty. So the school bought it all. 
Man, it is and, such a shame. And that the guy exist. that built that, well, it was supposed to, they had these whole expansion plans and all this BS, and of course, with the thing. But it took them forever to acquire all the property. But the guy that owned that building was a real, no, he was a fuckface. He yeah. sucked. And he didn't care that the city or like that there was a community going on there. It's like, dude, just let us use the building till you're going to need the space. Like we knew already that they were just trying to acquire everything for an expansion project. It was like, why do you have to acquire it and then close it down? That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, it happened. And then so what happened was cops start coming. They start sending them in waves, detectives doing these sting operations where they would give children fake IDs that worked by the way. So we did check them, but it just, it would clear, you know, we're checking them. We didn't have a freaking reader. So we're checking them. It's like, okay, well, this is a real ID, but it was made, you know, in a sting operation. So he kept getting fine after fine after fine. And it was just like, I don't know, dude, what they want me to do. And he just got fed up well, and, I and can... shut it down. And then what <clears throat> it sat there empty for a year yeah, or so. And then they just shame. bulldozed it for, for well, nothing. I, I know the nail in the coffin of that location as a theater was that it's one screen when a new release comes sure. out it's popular yeah. for two weeks and then if you've got to keep one movie running for a month and those contracts they have to sign yeah. is crazy so, especially disney man it's like yeah. you have to keep this movie in your theater for six months so it's like at the, good yeah, lord at the, even if like the fourth week no one's coming to see this movie because it's old news exactly so how are you paying the bills so <sighs> it just it didn't fit the Mm -hmm. The model, but wow, what a place! Well, times changed around it. Yeah, and to be fair, the building adapted. It became a concert venue. It was a few things in between yeah. movie theater and concert venue, but none of it ever lasted. Yeah. Neither did the concert venue, but that was through no fault of its own. It would have been awesome if it could have existed as both. This is a movie we, theater now, and a concert. We had venue. started doing, you know, a movie night. Mm. No one. It wasn't catching on very well, but we would put a giant projector screen yeah. on the stage. So it was like, what, you know, like 500 inches or whatever, yeah. which is not very big. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was fun and we would have a blast and then we would like go in there low key and set up because we had a key to the building and we would play like video games and yeah. just sit in the in the big chairs in this giant empty venue. I mean, rest in peace, Cinema 150, rest in peace, Tandy 10. Yo, Tandy 10. That place yeah. was. That was it. All the chairs were flat. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't flat. any rise. Dude. <laughs> Someone tossed that in front of you. I am so like, thankful Man. that I waited. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know how I waited, but when Drive came out, I missed it on like opening weekend. So I was like, I'm gonna wait till the Tandy. Fifty and cents. I saw movies. it at the Tandy Ten with the like dripping air conditioners, uh, the alarms <laughs> going off. Dude, it, that place. Top three movie experiences. Yeah. Oh, we were poor. We used to go to Tandy Ten and the and the Carmichael. It was fifty cent movies, and it was like the building is still there. It's behind a bunch of buildings off of. Uh, Where is this? Man, I'd have to look it up. It's in Little Rock. It's like I think it's the Rodney Parham area. It's like down oh, a bunch of side yeah, roads. It's like it was in like the this, valley. Yeah, and there was like a little staircase and a window. I saw Blair Witch. And there. you could. Uh, Dude, 50 cent movies, yeah. for real. Oh, wait, no, no, that's <clears> the old, uh, that was Market Street. Market Street, Market thank Street. you, thank you, Market thank you. Street. Market yeah. Street Cinema, yep. that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see Blair Witch there, I saw Groundhog Day, sorry. <laughs> With Bill Murray? <laughs> In the movie theater. Yeah. 
Well, back then, movies would be in the theater for a year, and then they sure. would come out on VHS to rent, and you couldn't buy them. And they'd be twenty bucks. And they'd be yeah. And then you could buy it yeah. after like a year and a half yeah. later. Now it's like like Mario Brothers yeah. makes a billion dollars the next week. Buy it on your television. And if you bought that movie on VHS, you were a big fan. Oh, dude. Yeah, you were a fan. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the original one? I'm talking like. Just VHSs in general, when they came out, if you paid 20 bucks for a movie, oh. this was like one of your favorite movies. Oh, yeah, especially back then. Collection. 20 bucks yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, would 20, that same $20 in the same time could get the whole family to the movie theater. Yeah. All the tickets, the gas, the popcorn. Yeah. Wild. Crazy. God. Like, there's anything I want to watch now via streaming, and I want to watch nothing. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> I watch so little. Actually, have you seen Dave? Uh, I saw the first season so uh, because uh, so Andrew Santino's in that. Did He's so funny. Did you stop? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep. There's two and three now, right? Yeah, you gotta. Where's third one out? Three is currently okay, okay. So, Kurt, I agree. It's so good, but it's so hard to convince people it's worthwhile because I liked the show, but well, I don't. If you tell someone, "Hey, you should watch Dave," and they watch the trailer, I only respect you if you go, "I'm not watching that." Right, yeah, it's not you a know? good trailer. You're no, right. yeah. it's like this is what is it's this about? It's just a little dicky, like, and it seems yeah. like a. It seems like it. It seems like fake reality TV. Well, it's you know? just kind of how it's it, shot because it's always at a house or something. It's like or, this is juvenile entertainment. Yes, yeah, but it becomes the most meaningful thing. I'm not surprised by that. I don't know how. I should. All right, I'll yeah. give. I'll give season two a shot. It becomes. It's incredible. What it becomes is so meaningful. Okay. Uh, anyway, all right. All right. That's all right. A tangent, all right. But keep I going. like the cast. I like the act. Like I'm into all those characters. I just was like, ah, it's Wait. just a show. We did it, y'all. Live on the air. How about that? There we go. Thank you, Sam. We got it pulled up. We hit a thousand subscribers. That is crazy. Congratulations. A crown, crown TV. Is that a? <laughs> do some dramatic acting real quick. <laughs> I'm a sentimental person now, I man. Too. It's too uh, sentimental. Yeah, yeah. Everything makes me Every, sad now. Everything yeah. matters. Kurt, put that on Instagram. Oh, it went 1,001, baby. Kurt, how did you do that? It's a lifetime. Really? Yeah. Okay. We did it. We did it, y'all, in the middle of an episode. We did it. How historical. That's awesome. Pull this back five years from now when I'm interviewing, uh, who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Aerosmith. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Maybe the algorithm heard Dave and Little Dicky mm. and shot out. To... It was Little Dicky's ghost algorithm. That's what it was. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be, you see. In one week's time, everyone will see this episode. Right. Uh, so, taking a break, all that stuff, but how do... When you got into your first band, was it something you wanted? Because I know for the way I I came to music was I watched a friend of mine play, and I was so just enthralled. I call it kaleidoscope eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I just immediately like sparkles and the shimmers. Colors. and yeah, yeah. And just, it was like a drug. It still is a drug. Mm-hmm. I'm almost for sure. 40, and there's no way I'm ever stopping doing this. No, it is it is a form of addiction. It's an oh, sure. dude, and I Absolutely. got it. I'm scratching my neck, yeah, yeah. like you know. Yeah. Um, no, what were you saying? Was I was just thinking, how did you get to a first band? If you know the early days, you're like singing along, stuff like that. But you're finding a guitar. How did you 
get to that point. No, it's exactly what you just said. You're like, really? You're part of an experience and the colors shoot up. Uh-huh. It's just, whoa, this makes me feel. You saw something and you were just like, that. I got to do that. Whatever that is, I want it. I can't make the it. football team. I can't make the basketball mm. team. Or in my uh, case, don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it in I seventh wa- grade, but then I realized it was, it's just what makes you feel. And it yeah. was like, that makes me feel something. And, uh, do you remember what band it was? Seeing them live. Uh, uh-huh. like what was like the moment I, I, I have a handful of them, but mine was my friend's band at a talent show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, it was living sacrifice. Uh, and ooh. then my buddy's band encomium. Yeah, Drew. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you say living sacrifice when Lance would light the chainsaw thing on fire. Yeah, the little that saw was, blade that or whatever. Was a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot going on around that time. Oh, dude. You know that time was, was cool. There was very living pivotal. sacrifice. There was. It was always the characters that drew me in. It was me without you. Project Zayo. Every band was Zay- a character. Did you say Zayo. Oh, hell yeah, I said Zayo. Dude, I was like <laughs> knees on the floor with him. Say less. Oh, wow. dude, who was it? Chin chin, burn it down and walk away. Chin chin, burn it down and walk away. Dude, and then everyone, you want to talk about pure chaos? That's oh it. my God. That's it. That and their ACDC cover was legendary. Incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable moments. Yeah, man. those shows. Those shows at Vino's. Not a camera in sight. Lit me cell up. phones didn't exist. Like yeah. they existed, but they didn't have cameras. And you right. left them in the car. No one yeah. cared about them. And when you asked me where it started, it was like all this stuff with my dad and my uncle. But that was all on television. Right. But then when I saw it for myself, was at Vino's. Yeah. 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 And all of those bands that brought this like. They were dangerous. Oh, like, what? What is all it about? of it? It what was every band. I think we just didn't know things. We we and there was and we were all the same age. Like all of those bands we watched, they're all our age too. They yeah, might yeah. be like forty two, mm-hmm. but they're still in our group. You mm-hmm. know, we were all young and crazy, and the internet was brand new. Like yeah. YouTube still looked like a television. It was yeah. all brand new stuff. Man. Yes. We were just unhinged. Yeah. We were unhinged. We had access like we've never seen it before at a very pivotal moment. Like we're leaving school. We're adults now. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, it's still the old school of, well, you're a man now or you're an adult now. Like go get your power and take control. So you're kind of like, so I don't know. It's hard to find a moment, but it definitely happened at Vino. Yeah, 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 I feel that. And so I know that right now, and I love Whitewater, and I go there and we play there, and it's awesome. But when I was growing up, I couldn't get into Whitewater because right. I wasn't old enough. Yeah. And so, like, Vino's for me holds the sentimentality. <clears throat> I, think, I think that's why a lot of people in our age group, that is what it is. And still to this day, probably, because it's the access they provide. Right. Because it is all ages all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think being, I think adults need a space for sure. Like 21 and up joints have their, their much needed reprieve from like, you can just kind of be your uh, schlub off the kids yeah. and do the thing. And you know, so, um, that first band that I was in, we opened for encomium at a place called. Then I was definitely there, dude. It wasn't the village. What was it? Frontline? Frontline. The frontline. Michael Moore, dude. Yeah. Moore Bros. Printing Co. Him and his brother and ran so that joint. Encomium had this video of Spartacus, and Drew was throwing symbols yes, into the crowd. Yes, I was there. We opened there you it, go. that show. Well, then I've seen your band 100%. Yeah. 
That's crazy. And so, yeah, that very <laughs> I knew form- we'd get there. Formative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. Incredible times. Oh, man. Chris Honia was uh, their guitar player. Oh, my gosh. A just, god. An absolute dude. Neck. At, as a child, <laughs> that SG. But Drew always had that stage presence. Uh huh. Yeah, it was. Awesome. He wore those gauntlets. Awesome. Flipping. I'm yes. Oh, the suicide always... flip. He was the first guy you saw flip over and awesome. not land and on purpose. Awesome. <laughs> Just scream. Yeah, we, Nick would do yeah. the fish. His bass was up here, and he did that because they had to. And he's a teacher too. All y'all became teachers. So but, I would always bug Drew about. Uncle Bruce. Uncle Bruce. Oh, who didn't? That's all he heard. He's the guy in school. We had a buddy, and I was like, that's when I got into it. And he's like, oh, that crap stinks, dude. You got to listen to this. And he sits down a stack of CDs, and there's Zayo. There's, uh, well, uh, Ludacris, which became Norma Jean. Because yeah. uh, this is before that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Living Sacrifice, <laughs> Zayo, Ludacris. Listen to this. And I'm like, I go home and I listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, I had no music could sound this way. Yeah. I'm listening to Corn, Limp Biscuit, Tupac, Biggie, all that shit, Nirvana, like yeah. mainstream stuff. And yeah. then he hands that to me and I was forever different. Zayo, Blood and Fire was a turning point for me, but then self title was a totally different Dude, thing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. I've got there- on my dresser at home, I've got this picture of me and my wife when we first started dating and. I love the picture. I'm in the Zayo self-titled shirt, and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. And you know, for what it's worth, there was a few pivotal friends bands who really like. I would every one of us would be at every Encomium show. Yeah. Like there was a handful of friends who had bands that were just so good, and they you would just everybody would go all the time. We were all waiting we were for all Encomium to like hit that next level, weren't we? <laughs> Everyone was all yeah. for the whole tenure of their career, and it just never happened for some reason. And I don't know why. I don't either. You know, I was really good friends with Chris. We spent all the time together. He was in my friend circle, and we would just get really, really do extracurricular things and and just hang out. And yeah. he would just play riffs, and we would all just be like in my shed playing music yeah, all the time. That was always and I just the talk after those shows was. All right, Drew did this or that. Uh huh. Does he play guitar like that? Dude, it's it was unbelievable. I still to this day like I was a fan of my friend, which is weird. Yeah. And and you're hanging out with him, and he's like just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had keyboarding class with him. Uh-huh. And it sounded like he was pounding the keyboard. His yeah. fingers just did things that were like magical, and you could just. You I mean, it was nuts. Band during that time, that left me bewildered with. The play, like the style mm-hmm. of guitar that was so left of center, was further scenes forever. Oh yeah, I could never figure those yeah. songs out. What are they doing? I don't know. Th- yeah, there was it was it was, it was an experimental time in music. Yeah, that's why that music got so big. Name another time where the underground was as big as what was going on in the. Ma- they had magazines for these bands, shows like they were right. everywhere. Yeah, you're right. You know, Warp Tour. Everybody knows what the fuck Warp Tour is. Yeah, it was for yeah. a bunch of nobodies. That's true. Yeah. I never thought of it <clears> that way. That's a great point. It's like yeah. the only time in history where the underground music scene was as relevant as anything else at the time. And now it's now it's back down because the internet just brought right. everything down. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, now you're, you know, they, they upload like six, there's like six million songs a day or some crazy mm-hmm. number like that. Mm-hmm. 
um, at just it's I, I don't know I don't know I don't know. You know what kept it me was a weird time fully, and it was cool to see. What kept me from ever fully engaging in that scene and like forming a band like I played that band but it was like well, Apple C cast kind of thing. I could not play. I can't play metal. Cause like in an, oh really no doesn't hold your it doesn't no. hold your vibe no no it's not that it doesn't hold it it's that I don't have the skill to play, mm. like the yeah yeah, yeah yeah like I'm into like simple melodies right and stuff and so like 80s pop works for me whereas that music that was so formative I could never engage in because my band played like ambient kind of stuff you know okay. kind of like but, me without you they uh, were no more like like I said apple seed cast okay kind of okay. stuff but. The music of that time was so intense, but so I could never intense. start a band and do it because I couldn't play that stuff. Oh, that's another thing. We were hearing things for the first time that were like that. Because, again, all children. And the punk scene existed. There was always fast and heavy, and, like, metal existed. Yeah. There was Metallica and all this stuff. Right. But it was never in that where these these crazy slow halftime breakdowns and you're just, duh, duh, and everyone just is starting just yeah. beating the piss out of each other. Yeah, it's was- just like... What is it? it was all unhinged, yeah. and yeah. I think that's why it just got so, so big. Because why does a band? And I'm not shitting on. It, I love these bands, but how does a band like uh, Norma Jean, yeah, get to a point where they're playing in front of a hundred thousand people? When in reality, any other time in history, what whatever genre they are, if they're underground, they're playing to a hundred people mm-hmm. is a really good show. Right. And now they're playing in front of a stadium of people yeah. outside in Illinois somewhere. So I've had a couple people, and by a couple, I think I mean two, ask me this. That's what couple means, kids. After, after a <laughs> chore show, like, were you into hardcore? Mm. And it's like, um, I think the answer is no, but I think right. maybe I just lied to you because I think that comes out subconsciously from mm-hmm. a show is that like it sounds like 80s stuff, but then I grew up in Vinos. Exactly. And I want you to feel a little scared. Uh, yeah. I want to put some I want to put some stank on it. Yeah. And that is Have you heard of Tiny Towns yet? Are you we are you played in, a show with them? They have that kind of all no distortion. My old band played a show with no, them. No no distortion whatsoever. But they can hold a crowd and cause an actual mosh pit. With clean riffs, like you can absolutely, it's like an energy transference, and you can absolutely be hardcore and not hardcore at all. I still to this day think the most metal, non metal song is Carry On Our Wayward Son by Kansas. If you take that song and put distortion on the guitar that's not from 1970, and I played it in now times, that song fucking will rip you apart. Crazy timing signatures, awesome halftime beats. Like it's a metal song. That is that just blew my mind. Yeah. Hold on. Can we take a break and come back to that? Absolutely. Okay. Are we on break? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can just cut whatever. Okay. No. That. That's you gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Oop! <laughs> I'm gone. All right, I just want to, I'll, I'll take some time and fill up, like, we did a thousand subscribers in real time, we're at 1,006 subscribers, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a celebration crack right here, this is for a thousand right here, ready, oh my god, 
algorithm lords hear me now <laughs> please just do the thing we know you were designed to do and youtube just please don't change the way things work for like a year we only need a year <laughs> it's ridiculous you know every time it seems like every time something happens youtube just decides that they're going to change their algorithm up even though i still agree i think youtube still has the best algorithm Man, that's cool. Most advanced, but it's just because it's designed to make you famous. I don't necessarily need that. But uh, what are we looking at here? Am I still? Is the feed working? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What are we at? Yeah, it's the watch. Well, that's fine for the monetization. So we can get the watch hours so up. That's no big deal. Literally, just so everyone at home is aware, adding two cameras, our retention time doubled. Oh, we have 34. Yes. Million. That's for shorts. for shorts. But I, I'm, I'm, this I'm this close to unlocking what a short is. I'm this close. Is he listening to it? Are you, are you listening so, to it? <laughs> I want to say this on video. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come back to me, to me. Yeah, that's that's incredible point. <laughs> mm. You're good, bud. Right. I was just congratulating us again on the thousand subscriber mark. I can't. I literally can't believe it. Yeah, but we're almost halfway there. We're good. I, I work on watch hours all the time. Tell me when we're back. You're good, man. You're good. Are we on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's an incredible point because <laughs> Carry On My Wayward Son could have been an Ass City's Burn song. Abs hey. Thank you, sir. You nailed it. Wow. Yeah. From Son I Loved You at Your Darkest, too. Yes. Like the era of ACB. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Dude, wait. Go listen to the whole song like in some like 1970s style, like in some really good headphones where you can hear all the nuance bits. Because, you know, old music. The time signatures. Just. The key changes. All of it. Yeah. It's crazy. Even yeah. the vocalization, the harmonies, and the way they shift in the song. I'm telling you, I've thought about this a lot. I and put a lot of thought. It's crazy because that is, when I, <laughs> that is what's missing from modern pop radio is key changes and uh, time signature changes, Just, but it's not missing. I don't know. I don't listen to modern metal. Here's the problem with me is they turned everything into we, – we algorithmed ourselves. Music itself, even on the, on the high, high end, it's a math equation. They know, they know for a fact that 120 BPM is the BPM to garner the most effective attention. They know for a fact that this pitch is exactly what people think. That's why when you play pop songs over each other, almost all of them can be played simultaneously and just fit. Mm. The, because it's, a, it's just, we did it. We didn't even need computers to do that. We were doing that as we were going anyway, because the whole thing is to expand and go and expand and go and expand. Well, like every as computers do it, we do it too. Everything that rises must converge. <clears throat> exactly. So you go boom, 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 and then you go, oh, there it is, and we go over here. Cool. Ooh, it's like it's like finding fruit in a tree, man. Best. Oh, here's some fruit. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, here's where the here's where the meat hangs out. You know, best of what's left. Exactly. That's a title. <laughs> Scribble it yeah. down. We've we've had a, we've had a few good episodes here lately where titles just kind of yeah. <laughs> I don't need to write down. Revisit this. So, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's great. This is forever. This is forever. It's weird that once something's published, even if like YouTube gets deleted, that doesn't matter. Somehow it it's just there. stays. It's still there. Yeah. Unless the, unless the earth explodes, right, and we lose it all, it's all here no matter what. And that could also be that what if there's like some other thing outside of us sucking the information out, like some alien ship or something that well, we just don't even know about? If the earth explodes, it's still in the cloud, right? It's still there, right? It's still yeah. boom, boom, boom. It's still being beamed across, you know, well, I'm, infinity. I'm counting on the earth exploding. Oh, well, you know, they yeah. say like what, like three billion years the sun's going to engulf us. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think I want to live that long. I won't. Like 20 more years and we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got more than that, you yeah, say that no. genetically speaking, I got like 26 years left. That's where my all my grandfathers and my dad currently reside in like that time frame. Mm. So I have less left than what I've had so far. So I am enjoying it. I actually told some friends of mine, I was like, I'm going to come unhinged a little. I think I'm 100% at the start of a midlife crisis. What's what's life without a few regrets? You know, right? I want to, well, not even regrets. I just want to be silly. I'm not having no kids. I ain't leaving shit for no one. Like, why can't I do some, I want to do hood rat shit with my friends, man. And, and I want to keep doing it. And I don't have any reason to not do it. Yeah. I'm not trying to inspire, like, my child. Hmm. You know, maybe my friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like having conversations, this is the best way to do that. This is great. Live, like, you know, at a show, I can definitely give someone, like, a moment, like, holy crap, did you see that? Like, a child or something comes to a show. You can definitely put on a performance that'll change sure. your life. Happened to me. Yeah. You know, happened, happened to, to you. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so definitely. we both can have that, but yeah. this hey, is cool because we get to look back on it this, all. Because mm. um, if I were to think back, kind of to go back to your question... On what was the moment, I have an answer for it. Do it. There was this band in Little Rock that you were probably at, and they were not, they were nothing like all those bands that we love coming through. They were just like straight rock and roll, mm. and they were called The Looks. The Do you looks, remember them? I don't. The Looks, they would open for these shows at Vino's. I would say that the lead singer of that band influenced me more than anyone else. Really? He would come out. Light a tambourine on fire. Shake the thing. <laughs> you and, know what? And then by the end of the show, he's putting post-it notes with eyes that he drew on them on everyone's backs. I think I have seen that Dude, band. They were incredible. That tambourine on fire thing definitely struck a, a you know, boom. I've seen so many shows. That, it's kinda... the, whoever, the man who fronted that band, I don't know who he is. <laughs> that left the most indelible mark on me. Hopefully somebody listening can put that in the comments. The looks. The looks. Incredible. I want to say I've seen that because there was only two bands I remember with a tambourine and that definitely struck something but Embodiment. Remember Embodiment? Yes. Yeah. Only other guy I ever saw with a tambourine that was cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, this guy would come out, light it on fire, which, like, how do you do that? Like, you're Hairspray inside. maybe? I don't know. Super oh, back blue? then, no one gave a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no one cared. But the looks, I mean... We yeah, maybe someone listening can give some information that I don't have, but... I don't think we started caring until the Great White lit that venue on fire yeah. with pyrotechnics. I think that's when people started going, uh, maybe we don't we should do, do fire. that. Yeah. yeah. We do fire. 
Can't do sparklers. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Michael Jackson, James Hetfield, both pyrotechnic yeah. burns all over their body. Right. Yeah. Let's stay away from that inside. Yeah, let's yeah. not do that in a 200-cap room but with an old roof. it was dangerous. Oh, the most dangerous. Yeah. Have you ever seen pyrotechnic? Have you ever been near a pyrotechnic? Like, not in the crowd, but like on a stage as it's happening? Never. Oh, it's no. such a different sensation. <laughs> Yeah. It's so hot. It's I ridiculous. Have, I don't I have, understand why they want to do it. I have singed my eyebrows grilling chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. You yeah. know, who's who, you know, grilling chicken. Fire is fire. <laughs> I remember seeing Kiss at Verizon, and we were all the way in the back. Feel the heat? You, you felt like you were in the oven. Now imagine wow. standing near it. Like that yes. Stage. That's what I'm saying. Being on the stage, I've only done it one time. And I can't remember even who the band was, but I was working a, it was a big show. And Pyro goes off, and I was like, uh, I was like, uh-uh, no, I don't, I don't want any part of that. I just start trying to find a way to get the fuck out of there. So like Kiss, for example, how are they dealing with that on stage? Well, they're covered in makeup. That has to help. That has to be some sort of reflective barrier yeah. to the heat molecule. Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just desensitized to it. To the heat. But also, they're playing in bigger areas. Yeah. You know, Kiss has always been an Kiss arena act, yeah. so maybe they're back. I think the thing with Hetfield, it was he just accidentally stepped on it. It wasn't marked, and yeah. it just blew up on him. It was a magnesium right. burn. Yeah. And as we all know, you know, magnesium burns super hot, super bright. Well, a lot of them do Cairo now. It's just like the, the cold, like... Oh, cold, like smoke. Yeah. Yeah. They make it snow, which, hey, I just watched a video of, do you know who Static X is? Do yeah. you remember Static X, Wayne Static? Yeah. R.I.P. Um, their you, replacement. You, your YouTube algorithm and mine are probably fairly similar. <laughs> They're probably very, very close. Uh, so, and this was on YouTube. <laughs> way, to, way, to, way to nail it. Uh, you know, he passed away, and their new singer, they the first version, he was zombie. He was zombie. Uh, Jeez, I just said his fucking name. Uh, Static X, Wayne, Wayne Static. Yeah. And then this one, now he's a cyborg. Yeah. And they play that song, Cold. Cold, we're so cold. Zero. Mm -hmm. Which uh, is my first band's name, spelled with an X, same thing, so that's weird. <laughs> but uh, they made it snow, and this guy's up there and all this crazy make. And I'm like, this is as effective as any fire could be. I, I rewatched the video like 20 times. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. I want to see Static X again. Yeah. And it's 2023. <laughs> My bass player had an idea. He was like, can we get a bubble machine? And, you know, those are easily bought. And Absolutely. I thought, we should, for sure. So you see the price Who, of what a good the, bubble like, machine costs. Yeah, when's the last time we saw bubbles at a show? Yeah. Been a hot minute. I don't feel like I have. I've I've seen it, but it was always like the children's, you know, and they make professional the children's version of like, Lame Johnny, you know, like <laughs> official, official, <laughs> dude. Like three came out. I don't know. It's clogged. Hold on, let me get the Dawn soap yeah, out. Yeah. Have you seen a professional bubble machine? They are a I little haven't. bit different. Yeah. Yeah. They, they use them at, like, raves and stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. with it, where it builds on the floor? Those are foam machines. No, no, no. Oh, they have both. Foam. Those are foam machines, but there's bubble machines, too. But it's got, like, a thousand bubble wands, like, in these lines. And it's are just going in a circle. Are you a curtain of bubbles? Huh? Well, it's like that, but you can't escape it. That sounds great. It's just they're raining on you, like little bubbly raindrops. And you're just getting soaking wet, too, because it's so many. That feels like what I want. 
Yeah, they make it. It's out there. You can get it. You just got to want to, you know, spend the money on a bubble machine. Now, I will say, the the sound guy will hate you tremendously because you're getting his speakers wet. Like, he's going to cuss you out for sure if he even lets you do it. I have definitely been told... Hey, that's enough with the fog machine. Uh huh. And it was. It was yeah. overkill. <laughs> yeah, we we uh we did one, dude. We did this show <laughs> at a brewery in Kentucky. It was so it was fun. They were great people, but they had just set up their live music. We were the first act. It was yeah. their one year anniversary. Lame Johnny of all bands is their first show, which is just that's a weird choice. And we're playing with this other band from Louisiana called Wasted Creation. They're like death metal. And they didn't turn off the smoke machine. So the entire place, I have videos from it. If I find it, I'll send you one. You cannot see us. It's that thick. Usually a phone can peer through fog pretty well. Yeah. Uh, We're just silhouettes in the fog. I was like, I mean, it was still a cool effect, but I couldn't breathe. You can hear my voice. As the song goes on, just decaying into worse. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, my default is too much is not enough, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like you never have too much of a good Do you thing. Not, does that not affect you vocally? I have the hardest time with fog in particular. The fog Man. juice gets th- in my throat. I, you know, at one of our shows, my vocals are the last concern. It's just, it doesn't matter. Really? No. I really need to see a chore <laughs> show then. If it's it doesn't just, matter, I know I would like it. I mean, it, it doesn't. I don't. My favorite singers didn't know how to sing. <laughs> you know, I, I use I use uh, I use uh, uh, Nirvana all the time. I'm like, was, he was on the biggest band on the planet, and I can't convey how big they were. That man couldn't sing at all. Like, he couldn't sing, but he had this like instinct for the greatest like melody lines. Yes. Yeah. But he was just being himself. He just was just going himself. with the flow. He, there was no pressure just, on that's him. That's it. It's, it's Billy Corgan. <coughs> yeah, like same the thing. The worst voice ever. No one would go, dude, Wee. hey, buddy, you should keep singing. <laughs> exactly. You do that well. No one says that. But he was just himself. And that, like, that's what shines through. Exactly. Yeah. And that was, it was, it was there's, there's, be- there's beauty in not caring. There really yeah. is. That's like my whole thing. It's the character, too. I mean, we're going tonight to see the 68, and that's Josh Scoggin in an absolute nutshell. It's just hollering at the top of your lungs and just not caring. It's pure chaos. And it's just be- there's be- It's what, so beautiful. What's the true detective quote? Uh, life's barely long enough to find out what you do good at one thing. So, what does he say? I don't know, but oh. it sounds profound, yeah, whatever you were about is, to say. No. Be careful what you get good at. Yeah. Because oh. life's barely long enough to get good at one thing or something. You watch True Detective? No, but that's that kind of hurts my heart, man. Because yeah, I like I do good. like thirty things. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just confirmed I'll be good at none of it. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always told myself I wouldn't be the old guy in the room, and here we are. Now I'm the old guy in the room. Hmm. I'm having a fucking blast, though. Well, I'll be the old guy in the room. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when we were going around, there was different, it was a different type of old guy. They were all really, really, really jaded. And they hated the fact that there were children in their area. There was never an old guy telling a young dude, you're doing it well. Yeah, never. Never. There was a handful. Yeah. And those, and those handful, I mean, there were literally two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were never like emphasizing 
great job or just anything. Mm, hey, man. No. Or even giving decent advice. Instead of giving you advice, they would just be like, well, you stink or you know, they would just insult you right. rather than help you out to try to make you better. Right. And a lot of the comeuppance in our day was just, oh, you don't like it? Well, you know, middle fingers to yeah. you, bud. And they would do it right back to you. That was kind of the right. whole aura of and it all. I, I do feel that's where each generation teaches the next. And I feel like now, that's changed. It's Oh, it's, yeah, for sure. It's when night you, and day difference. When you see like... I envy these children now because well, they get, I mean, your last episode, you've got Evan, yeah, you know, on yeah. the same show with young kids. Uh-huh. Respect, mm-hmm. you know, that's great, and wanting it, and and, and, and putting it like he's the guy in charge. He made that happen. It's awesome. It's it's yeah. it's the next phase yeah. of twenty whatever. years ago. That wasn't, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. They would be so mad. Absolutely. You put, oh, we used to play with this band and I cannot remember their name, but they just, every time they, we were on the same show, they were just like, bah humbug, you yeah. know, bah humbug to you. Yeah. And that, um, I mean, but I think that's why we don't do that. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I was about to say is that formed us yeah. and taught us what not to be. Mm-hmm. So. Cause it, aren't we supposed to be having fun? I yeah. thought this was supposed to be like the coolest thing in the world. Right. We're playing music, dude. Yeah, this is supposed to be freedom. People are coming. They're they're not just showing up. They're paying money to do this. To see you do the thing you can't stop doing. Absolutely. It's like yeah. it's innate. It's inside you. For sure. Yep. Ugh. So it, it makes actually it makes me proud of my generation. Right. Of our generation. Flip the script. Yep. Yeah. Flip the script. Hundred percent. And there was yeah. a handful. Jeff was one of them. I actually told him that on camera. I wanted to I made sure of it. I was like, you're one of the only dudes that wasn't telling us that we sucked. You were giving us a room and an outlet to do it in. And like, and, and you know what? You should suck. You, for, for a while, when you're new and you're not, and you don't yeah. know the process, you yeah. should suck at and it. And Jeff was an outlier, just the kindest dude you could ever meet. I mean, yeah, still to this sure. day, just unbelievable Absolutely. kindness. Yeah. But yep. you just, you're supposed to suck. You're supposed to fuck up. You got to make the mistakes. And instead of someone yelling at you, which, you know, it's probably... Just of the times, because, you know, that was just life. You well, could mess up in a store and a stranger would snatch you up yeah. and spank your ass. And it's, like, it was kind of like, you know, I think you could kind of do a parallel with, like, tattoos. It was like, you're going to no. suck until you're good. That's right. You know? Or, or anything. Com- anything. Stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like, you're going to be the worst comic ever until one yeah. day you're not. And you yeah. won't even know what day that is. I You'll kind of just wife, be in it. It was weird. I told my wife years ago, I was like, I just, you know, I think I'm ready to get back out in a venue mm-hmm. and just suck. And that's it's right. weird looking back on that, that that's my, that was my mindset was like, <clears throat> I'm going to go out and suck. But that's kind of like what I was taught. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead of like, I want to go back out and have people go, that was cool. <laughs> I mean, it is cool. And then once you reach, a, especially a certain point in your abilities, you know, you don't have to even think about those things anymore. And then you can help other people mm-hmm. when it becomes like, you're just kind of good at what you do. You don't have to think about being good. Right. You don't have to think about somebody telling you're not just good be enough. Yourself. You just be yourself. Yeah. And that frees you up to do a lot more things like help the next generation. And yeah. now there's a group of kids coming through. There's a, I don't know what they're putting in the water in Searcy, Arkansas, but there are a handful of bands coming from that area that are absolutely mind-blowing at an age where I know me and my friends weren't that talented at that age. For hey, a fact, Jack. Put it in all the water. <laughs> you, know? you know? Yeah, exactly. Put it in all the water. 
can I have some Absolutely. now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My knees hurt. <laughs> right. And it goes back to teaching is that if you let a kid know that they matter. Yeah. That's all it is. Welcome, stranger. Welcome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Welcome. Here's the door. It's wide open. Come on That's in. It. <laughs> it's all it takes. Dude. An open door. We used to have to kick them open. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. bunch a few faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was kind of in there too. I it took a, it took a second to change to switch that off to be not mad. Yeah. Cuz when you grow up and you're mad, you know, yeah, I was I, definitely Yeah, I can identify with that like a switch in the mindset. Yeah, yeah, like a Yeah. You have to realize Yeah, man, that guy was an asshole to me. I'm being a bit of a dick right now. Maybe I just shouldn't do that. Right. I still struggle with that. Our guitar player but not in is the way I used to. Much younger than us mm-hmm. and I can tell he doesn't deal with the same uh, mental, like those struggles. Right. He doesn't see things the same way, mm. and it's awesome. Right. <laughs> it's awesome that they don't have that because that just and again, we see it. We move. Oh nope. Course cor- It's all about course correction. You can take it all. You can yep. go back every time and be like, oh, and now he has so little to worry about. He can be infinitely better, and yeah. that's why they are infinitely better. And then the next generation will teach this generation. That's right. It's and then crazy. they have access, and even as weird as it is to say. Their next, like their kids will have more access than even yeah. they did, which right now seems infinite, but for some reason, infinite just keeps getting bigger. It, and then we just get better and better until AI takes Until you can just download it all and everybody's the same. It. And now we're all, yeah. and then what are we? Gray aliens. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I thought about, um, this is a total change of course, but Do it. kind of back to where you were talking about with AI. Like we're going to get to a point to where if I'm walking down the hallway or walking down the street or the sidewalk and I see someone coming and I casually know them instead of me figuring out what's the best point of conversation, I think it and it goes, hey, ask them about this. Uh And and here's a weird thing with their neural link stuff going on. You won't even have to talk to them. They'll just know what you thought Mm -hmm. already. Privacy in the future will be zero. Thoughts, all of it. You'll just, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it'll be gonna, and it's going to be real weird, the first generation of humans that have to deal with that, which is probably not us, mm-hmm. but definitely the kids that are coming to shows today will definitely be linking into a system where everyone knows all of it. There'll be no more passwords. There'll be no more this or that. It's going to be strange, for sure. T.S. Eliot, man, this is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. A whimper. It just goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, you know, whatever. We got to live in the bang time. We, we live in the weirdest time in ever, of right all here. time. We're between two completely different humans. And we are what right said. in the middle. We're in the middle. We're, We're right the in the middle point. of two different people. I it's feel so it's, cool. It's a privilege. <laughs> It's a privilege. Yeah, we're the middle people, dude. We you are. You know when we ask, "Where's all the middle monkeys at?" We're the middle monkeys, dude. We're the turn in evolution. Yeah, yeah. we're just witnessing yeah. it in real time. Because <laughs> I promise you, the kids I come in contact with now are not us. No. And my dad was way different. He had such a different life. He would tell me stories like, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's just how people did things. He's like, that's just what it was. And you're like, man, that's crazy. We saw some of that, especially with like the grocery store beatings, you know, some random stranger could give you a spanking. But with him, it was like, they could just shut you up for real, for real. Hmm. It's like, everything was just like, no, everybody's bitter. You know, we just got out of a world war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude, shit was different. And some of that, you know, I mean... 
don't know, I believe in generational stuff. So losing some of that bitterness, you know, maybe we're shedding some of that skin. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're trying to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> trying. People are out there doing good things in the world, mm. for sure. I believe it. And then we, it's just our duty to keep that, uh, you know, that vibe alive with our music and our, you know, and with you, you have probably one of the most important jobs right now, maybe ever at, at, at this moment with teaching. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we're at a real pivotal point in human history. Well, and, if you think about kids and where they spend, you know, the majority of their life, you know, adults spend the majority of their life at work, at work, kids spend school and we all spent the majority of our childhood at school. It's even a, even on like deal. a even on like a like a like a plane of existence alone, like when they say your frontal lobe stops at your twenty five, so huh. you only get six seven years of adulthood, yeah, to be informative, to like stick, and mm-hmm. then you're kind of just you. They say after twenty five, you're pretty much you, like regardless. Mm-hmm. So most of that, you know, information is just from people like you. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, you're ninety percent because the parents again. You know, when you come home, you're just like it's so hard. Yeah. Everyone working a job, you know, everything's expensive. Well, We're all a little stressed I out. I'm really hopeful. I've seen even here <coughs> in Arkansas. I think uh, my stepsister works in a school district where it's four days a week. What you lucky bastards? Why not? Why not do oh, that? I'm for it. I mean, absolutely. The work week, the school week. Like, I've been thinking about taking Tuesdays off. Where's the balance? Yeah. I mean, like five days a week as opposed to two. And then it's on like, Sunday, all you're thinking, let's be honest. Like all you're thinking about all day is going back to work. I love work. I love working. I'm, I'm, I'm an outlier. I love it. I, I, if I was at home, Good I'd be working. You. I told him when I got here, you know, I wish this wasn't today because I'd actually like to be at home doing work. Like I want to work on my house, do whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, aren't we supposed to want to like work with like, I'd rather be at like chilling with my wife or like doing this right now. Why can't I have one more day of just this to like make me happier or fulfilled or whatever the word is? Yeah, I think instead of just blah 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 blah. You know. Yeah, I think that. All day. Well, that's where I was getting at. Is I think that life on this side of things should be a balance. It should be a balance of work and rest. Right. But it's not. Oh, no, it's no, no. work, and then we allow ourselves a bit of rest. You come home, d- dishes, you know, laundry, whatever, uh, you know, homework. When your case, like, and then it, the thirty minutes I get with my wife and my kids before we all go to bed. It's but like I think we would do it anyway because look, I don't have kids. I don't have any real responsibility other than my bills. But I and I own my own business. I force it on myself. I don't yeah. have a job I go a, to. I don't a, have anyone I answer no, to. It's a human condition. Like it, yeah, it's, it's baked into my whole DNA, being. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's strange. It's strange that way. My, my wife doesn't have that. <laughs> I respect her for it. <laughs> she doesn't have it at all. She, she, she's enthralled by just being around people and having doing like just downtime and hanging out. And Those are my favorite people are the ones that, you know, when you're around them that, they're just totally immersed in the experience of just resting with you and stuff. That's her, and for so, sure. Yeah, and my wife, and um, kind of my least favorite people are those people who are like me. When you're around them, you realize they've got a list on their brain of after this, I got to do A, B, C, and oh, probably D. God, that's probably me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and then tomorrow, oh, oh yeah, because this, and then oh wait, 
I got to work. Okay, well, Wednesday we're having this band's band practice, and then Sunday's this band's band practice. Yeah, and yeah. oh, my buddy actually told me blah blah blah. I'm constantly missing shit. But you know, like those people, they didn't get it figured out. It's just innate that they know that like what's really important is just like just being. Yeah. I mean, it is. I I'm, I suck at that though. I suck Dude, at just I'm being. Awful at yeah, I suck at just living in a moment. I'm at a lot of moments, and I've had a lot of life. I've yeah. lived a fucking crazy life. If I die tomorrow, man, it's all good. Yeah, I did all the th- all the stuff. I agree. I, I don't have a whole lot more goals other than just, you know, investing back into the the music community. That's kind of my whole thing here as of late. It's just but like, I think that my goal is to have a uh, complete surrender of goals. Really? Like That's cool. Goals. Like, I like what that. are those? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're just here, man. We're chilling. That's it. It's all good. That's it. Yeah. And maybe life could be easy enough. I don't know. See, I don't know I, what that feels like. I have that weird uh I have that weird Neanderthal brain where I'm just like survive. Just, even though I don't have to. Yeah. Like I don't have to do that at all. I'm with you on it, man. <laughs> it's so it's strange. Like I, I I think like, wow. I wonder if maybe when I'm this age or that age and oh, I'm retired and this and that, can I do that? I don't know. Does any of that, okay, does any of that float into your lyrics? Like when you're writing a song and you're like, I want this song to be about yeah. what, any number. Because yeah, yeah. I write, typically I will write and, and most of the time I will have like the idea, like yeah. kind of going down, da 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 da. Yeah. Okay, okay, this song seems like this. Let me go to that. Okay, cool. And then yeah. it kind of becomes its own thing once I get a theme no, in it. When I'm at my best, it's that. It's maybe now I can get some sleep or communion in the streets. Interesting. You know, we're, we're just like, it's we're here and we're like, there's not an agenda. There's no plan. Mm. We're, just, we're just here doing it. Doing nothing. That's it. Yeah. When I'm at my best, I realize that. Interesting. I'm rarely at my best. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I, I, I might be the exact opposite in that way. Like, I, uh, what was I talking to? Man, I never remember who the fuck I was talking to. I have so many conversations because I don't shut up. But I was talking to someone, and I was like, like, two weeks ago, I woke up, and I've been to the wall busy, like, maxed out. I don't have a second to myself. But I woke up two weeks ago, and I just felt felt good. Like, today's the yeah. first time I kind of felt a little laggy in a while. But I think that's simply because I drove to Texas and back yesterday. Mm. Uh, I think just being in a car just kind of exhausted me, and I didn't mm-hmm. get home till late. And then, of course, I woke up after like four hours of sleep. So I was just kind of like, uh. But I started feeling better the more I was doing. I, th- I think it's just, you know, there's different types of people, different shapes, yeah. all, you know, think with our brains too, same thing. Like the more I do, the better I am at being. Yeah. Like, just around. I'm just better at being around. Like, I'll go to a show, go to a movie, do a thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not... There is a value in work. I think we were created Mm. to create. So I'm not dismissing that in any way. But I think that the whole... um, I think we put these kind of... uh, Oh, no, dude. Constraints and barriers on that. And the unnecessary stress, too. I have to get it done. It's like, you know, tomorrow exists, but I think our fear of does it somehow we've never shed that as people like, yeah, we die, but that's a given. We don't even know what that is. We don't know when or how 
It's just maybe you get lucky and live to 90 or maybe you're, you know, my, you know, my buddy Landon who just never woke up one day. Mm-hmm. Just poof, you know, just poofed out of existence. No fault of his own. Yeah. Just that's it. And, that he, you know, it. you're 20, 21 years old, 22 years old. Just poof. No real discernible problems. Just mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the back of your brain all the time. Uh, well, there might not be a tomorrow. Well, then what does it matter really anyway? You wasn't yeah, I finish. think when I look at who left the most lasting impact in my life, it was those people, well, they're still living, who took the time to, uh, you know, uh, put my head between the couch cushions and sit on it. Yeah. To let me know that I mattered enough for you to wrestle with me. Sure. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense because a lot of friends who left this earth, I wish I would have did that more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. And we went deep. I think we bored Kurt. Oh, Kurt, Kurt <laughs> might, Kurt might, uh, <laughs> if Kurt was bored, he, he would be like, hey, it's been an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. get out of here. Right. How long have we been going? I love this part. Uh, uh, it's hard to tell now. Hell yeah. See, we cruising, dude. We're good. Yeah, oh yeah. All right. Hey, Kurt, do you want to uh, say something? Because I really have to pee. Yeah. This is a very pee-heavy episode. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Kurt. How are you? I'm good, man. Did you do your chores today? Do the chores every day. <laughs> that checks out. Checks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's still over there. I just moved it out of the way because it was on the. Yeah, there's there's plenty. We gotta finish that off. Right. I'll, I'll I'll pull pull back out when Corey right, comes right, back. Right. Uh, he might need a little more caffeine. Right yeah, yeah. How how you how you doing? I'm good, man. See, this is why I don't sit on this side of the camera. I don't conversation. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind conversation. I'm just not good at like probing questions and. He's or, really good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll think of one and then he'll come back and it'll just you know. So it's kind of just He's filler. On like uh, what are popular podcasts? Rogan. I mean, the most Is popular it, one's Rogan. Can yeah. you say Rogan? Yeah, yeah. As you know, some people that's that's the best thing in the world to them, and some Rogan people are got like me with the ice baths. Okay, dude. Yeah. Have you tried the ice bath? I've never uh, had the pleasure. I did once. I've heard incredible things about it. It is the worst and best thing you've ever done. Okay. Yeah. And so it took me a solid 20 minutes to actually get immersed in it. Yeah. And it was peer pressure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when you're down in it for the first 45 seconds, you've got two halves of your brain talking to that each other. That sounds like a long time. It is. It feels like a turn. It's like, get out of here. No, you can do it. Get out. You can't <laughs> yeah. do it. No, you can yeah. do it. And then after you hit that 45 second mark, you go, no, I can do this. And then after I went three and a half minutes and I got out and it was like three my and birth, a half minutes, three and a half minutes in my brain. It was like, it just hit this reset button. Could you feel anything by the time you got out? No. And that was with the beauty of <laughs> okay. it. Okay. You All couldn't right. feel anything. Talk about ice baths. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. I've been wanting to do it so bad, man. Hey, I'll join you. Cause it was, that. I've done it once and it was, life-changing really yeah so i've got i've got a spot at my house that i know there's going to be a sauna there so i'm already on that tip 
Hey, caffeine. <laughs> Let's got, keep it moving. Oh, where's my cup? Oh, shit. Where is my cup? Cheers, matey. This is a uh, cheers for the thousand subscribers. Cheers. Che oh. Clink. Ooh. Uh, clink it and sink it. That actually is really good. It is the cream. So good. Yep. It's not the strawberry it's at all. It's the cream. It's the cream. Dude. You just, there you go. I didn't drink off that side. You're good. I don't backwash. It's the cream. I'm too fat to backwash. It's not the strawberry. It's not the strawberry at all. That at could all. have been caramel. That's it's the cream. Give me those, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this does? Yeah, the I feel I... Yeah. Away from I can totally get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> It's great. Whatever flavoring they use in those cookies. It's great. I also, the older I get, the more I enjoy a good mug. It is a little smoother than. It's smoother. It does not as bitey. Yeah, it's not. It's not. That's got to be. It's all the cream. The cream's doing the the heavy lifting in this drink. Yeah. But yeah, the ice bath. If you if you ever do it, invite me over. I will 100 percent be doing it. Like there's no doubt in my mind. I want the sauna. I want the ice bath. Those are two things I want just at my house. So my buddy has this. We were on this because somehow Rogan came up, but my buddy had he bought this horse trough to do it, and he bought yeah, all these. That's 20, that was my thought up. Yeah, he bought these twenty pound bags of ice, and I go over there, and he does it like he's been practicing. He just is in this zen state, and his kids are all around him, and he and they're all like, "Okay, you're next." And so I put my legs in. It's like there's no chance my whole body is going down <laughs> into this. There's no way. It's it's hot. It's hot out. And after about 20 minutes, they convince me. I go down, and I was telling Kurt that for about 45 seconds, your brain is like, can't do this, get out. You uh -huh. can do it. No, you can't. But it's mostly it's like you can't. It's what it is for. You it's hit the 45-second mark. It's fortitude. And you're good. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm good. And I went to three and a half minutes. And when you get out, your brain just hit reset. Yep. And you realize everything you were anxious about, everything that held some sort of like importance in your brain for some wrong reason doesn't matter. Listen, man. Because you're not in an ice bath anymore. That's right. Well, and we used to have to fight fucking lions, and now we don't. That's it. The human condition That's needs it. struggle. It needs struggle. We create it on our own, you know. It's just by def it's default. It's a default setting it. in our chemistry. It just that is, it. is what it is. Absolutely. And when you jump in hot or cold, your body is like, "Here we go, bitch!" Yeah. It's revved up. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. Yeah, my brother-in-law has a sauna. If it didn't work, that there's a there's a study. It's like a 20 year study on saunas, and they did it in Sweden, which is like everyone there. It's part of their culture. You just have a sauna by, you know, just culturally, you're just gonna have that. Heat shock proteins, cold shock yeah. proteins. We know now because science, we figured out, oh, this is good. We need, we need this. It releases all these things in our body and it just, it's healing. And, you know, it sounds hippy dippy shit, but they were way ahead of their time, man. Mm -hmm. They knew something. They were like, look, I don't know how to express this, but it makes me feel better. And we were like, get out of here, you hippie yeah. bitch. Kick. Yeah. <laughs> That that is it. And you now we're coming around because now we can look inward, literally, microscopically, and yeah. see that it's doing stuff for real, for real. It is a game changer. It's not um, just a feeling anymore. 
it's a game changer, but I never want to do it again. Oh, I'm, I want to do I'll it. But I'll do it. I want to do it like every day. <laughs> yeah. You, you and there see, are people the who guys do. who do it, who get into it. Uh, there's another MMA guy I really like. Um, he's with Tony Hawk. His name's, uh, well, they call him Wolf, but that's oh, not his he name. He does a podcast with him. Uh, it's Hawk and Wolf. Too, right? He was a, a professional yeah. skater and a professional MMA fighter and a professional radio host. And... And why can I? Yeah, he's an uh, he's from Australia. It's called Hawk and Wolf. It's called Hawk and Wolf, but he has his own also. And I can't believe his name is I'm I'm spacing it, but he is also one of these guys who's like ice baths. You know, there's a reason. Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis. Jason thank Ellis. you. And he's awesome, yeah. man. <clears throat> and he's very open, and he's probably the most open, honest person I've heard on a podcast in a long time. Like, he's yeah. going through a life moment right now, mm-hmm. and dude is just speaking the, you know, like, his life out into existence, and it is it's wild to watch. Everyone should go look that guy up. Yeah, I think the ice bath, it's a tangible pain, yes. right? It's something you can it. correlate. Yes. That's right. It's tangible, and you know that for me, after the 45 seconds, I'm on the other side of it. The First forty five seconds, I was, and <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I struggled that much. That's the point, you know. And at some point, that struggle just becomes this, you know, because <clears throat> here's the thing about the also the human body. There's never a time where that gets easy to do. It just becomes longer. You can stand yeah. it longer, but it's always going to hurt. There's no, yeah. <clears throat> we you know ain't Wim Hof. I don't. I, and people have asked me that, like, what was the temperature? And I was like, it was icy. I mean, but you're I covered in ice. So you're it's covered in ice. It, maybe the um, water isn't icy, but it's still below freezing. The, there's below ice in it touching sure. your body. I mean, was it like slushy? Oh, it's it was slushy. Yeah, it's slushy. slushy. It's like a slush. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you're supposed to let it sit, and there's like a thing. There's a process to the ice bath, and now they got some you can buy that are, you know, that are like the machine makes it a temperature. Yeah. And you can just. You know, negative 27 um, or whatever the hell. Unbeknownst to myself, a precursor to my ice bath was our hot water heater went out about a year ago. <laughs> you started taking cold showers? Yeah, and it was a week until it could be repaired. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the worst week of my life. <clears throat> and it ended up being like, this How did this, this is the best week of my life. They say a cold shower, uh, you, you do cold to get in, and then you turn it off, and then you soap up, and then you turn on warm water, and then you cold out. Yeah, and it's like more than if you drank an energy drink for like the whole day. Yeah, I didn't it just have, revs you up. I had no option of warm, but I would get in, and it was just like the ice bath. Like this is awful for thirty seconds, and then when I got out, it felt like I had been on like yeah. a ten mile run or something. Yeah, like do I need a hot water? You're flexing heater? every muscle yeah. in your body. <laughs> why? Why am I paying for you to repair my hot water heater? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yes. 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 <laughs> the kids, please. Dad's being crazy again. Please, Dad. <laughs> please fix the hot water heater. Mom, please stop him. Is <laughs> nobody saying? And they're po- click forward to there in their thirties, like, man, you know, he was right about that ice bath thing. Yeah. Hey, maybe tell me if you relate to this or not, but I feel like the start of a show is that kind of kickstart. Do you feel that way? Uh, like the intensity of it. Sure. Um, with like all day, you think about it, and then absolutely. you get there, and it's time to go. What on am stage. I going to do? What am I going to say? Especially gonna, with Lame Johnny. And you get there, and it's like. 
I didn't. Well, I'm going to find another way on the other side of this. I've been every position in a band you can be as far as a standard. I've been a bassist, a guitarist. Uh, you know, I've been all the things. And then when I created Lame Johnny and played my first show, it didn't. I didn't understand what it was like to be a front person. Mm -hmm. It's so different. It's the most different thing. And I've been all the things. Drummer's the best because no one gives a fuck. They don't care about you. You're just holding it down. Bassist is the funnest because you're just a drummer that gets attention. Guitarist, cool, cool. You know, it's all attention-based. But the vocalist, they are hanging on all the things. It is so inundating because I'm playing guitar I'm trying to tell this story. And then even worse, though, even worse, I can write a song. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. I think I'm very good at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I will toot my own horn when it comes to songwriting. I, it's my favorite thing. To do. I would write songs forever, overplay them at my age now, but I still love playing them. Um, the banter. Good God. The silence is deafening when you're the guy in charge of it. <laughs> Man, it's like uh, I never signed up to be a comedian. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. literally will write, dude. I have a whole phone full of jokes, and I will. <laughs> I will Every be like, set I'm list, I've got this notes one out. in between songs. Like, here's what I'm going to say, and they yeah. never work. Like last show, talk Ch about the merch. Chase, our drummer was the only one to get the Jurassic Park joke. <laughs> but yeah, like I think it was maybe last Sunday or the Sunday before. Chase texted me because he had received a text from Evan about like a last minute show on a Sunday. Um, like, can the chores play? And so I, I didn't get the text at 1145 cause I was in bed. Right. So I wake like up an, to like this, an adult. <laughs> so I wake up with this text. Like, can you guys play this show tonight? And everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. And so I'm the last voice. And I, I go, fucking hate being the last guy, man. Well, but that's it. It's like, it is so much energy to prepare mentally to go out there and do what I do. And I go, can I muster it up between now and then? Yeah. Um, I feel like if I were just going up and playing bass, I could, but I've got to like mentally prepare now all day to do this. And I eventually, I said yes, but they stuck with three bands or whatever. But so I didn't have to. It was such a hard decision. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have to do this tonight? I totally get it. Oh, okay. I thought I was just going to, like, mow the lawn today. And... Well, and here's, a, you know, our vocals, the, the vocals I write come from a very, like, I try to make them as meaningful as possible. Some are just kind of silly. One song called Texas Viking is silly. It's literally myself. I wrote a song about myself. And I was like, is this too stupid? And Justin was like, I mean, you do what you want. And I was like, all right. So I did it anyway. It was more of a writing exercise. I love the song. Mm -hmm. But it's you have to live that every time you're singing it. So when you pull from, like some of our songs are really sad. Mm -hmm. They come from a dark-ass place. And I don't mm -hmm. like being in that dark-ass place. But when I'm, and you can see it because I wear my fucking emotions on my sleeve, Same. man. I'm a very honest person. Yeah, yeah. I'll be mid-song just fucking bawling, crying, singing, playing, like just, I have to go through that every single yes. time. When that, when that song gets on the set list, yeah. guess what? I know for a fact I have to go through that moment. And some, some nights are way easier. Some nights I don't cry at all. Some yeah. nights I just, I'm, or I'll be mad about it for some reason, so I'll put even more just fuck, you know, just fuck. Yeah. 
there's some songs that I haven't realized what they mean mm-hmm. until I've played them live and someone's in the audience or, they or get, a band member they capture it and you're like, uh-huh. oh, oh, crap. Yeah. Like that was about you. Yes. Oh, I've had those moments where you don't you don't realize what's going on. Until and, someone and not shares in a, a bad way, it. like, you know. Some stupid line like mirror, mirror on the wall, you're the brightest star. And then like my oldest son's in the audience. Exactly. Who made a perfect score on the ACT. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I do know what I'm writing about. <laughs> and that is equally as effective of a, it can be problematic. Because I have a, I have a problem with being too honest. Mm. And sometimes I'm just very blatant. Mm-hmm. And it comes off wrong, and sometimes it is wrong. I'm not gonna give myself credit in any sort of way, but like sometimes, you know, sometimes I choose the wrong time to bring something up or say something the wrong way. I'm just a very abrasive person with mm-hmm. my language. Um, it and and I'll, that's something I'll struggle with writing a song where I'm like, this seems hateful rather than descriptive or like explanatory you know Uh where i sometimes i'll lean into something and i'll just be like yeah you suck you know or this situation is straight trash and i'll just start you know yeah i got really get in trouble with with that kind of stuff yeah it's weird it It is so weird that i always say goo goo dolls but i go (laughs) like he i remember johnny resnick was like you know i write a specific lyric and it is for this person and um long way down great song <laughs> i don't think i'll make it on my own and 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 and, and haste the day did a great cover of it <laughs> oh i haven't heard that band name in a decade they're back together wow can you believe it it's furnace crazy. fest yes wow. they are original but lineup back too. to the goo goo dolls thing sometimes i think that i've alienated some people because Sometimes the only people in the room who get the jokes that I'll say are be either like my family or my band. And I'll say like, Pitchfork made a top 10 of the chore songs. And I'll have people come up to me after the show and go, where are you guys from? And I'll go down the street. Yeah. And they're so bewildered and they don't, they don't realize to them I'm just lying now. <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah. Like Pitchfork has no clue who we are. And the Goo Goo Dolls don't, you know? Yeah. Dude, down the street's such a good one. I use that one a lot. Down We're from right down the street. <laughs> I'll be in another state. Yeah. We're from right down the street. Yeah. You're not wrong. Not, not wrong. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're but I'm not getting on no planes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well. I ain't never playing Hawaii. I'm, no. Sorry about you. Unless there's a boat to Hawaii, I'm never yeah. playing Hawaii. And there is boats, but it'll take me a week. I, Cooper. Cooper's good. Oh, yeah. That's our podcast dog. Nice. It's hilarious. There's a cat, too, but he hasn't been down here in a long time. Podcast Kevin. P-A-W-D. Podcast. Yes. Shout out, Maddie. It's hilarious. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Um, so, being in a band can be the best and worst thing uh, being a vocalist, no, no, like I love being in bands, but being the vocalist, like that's one. It's so strange, and I can't. It's hard to even describe because the first show we ever played was at something called like Greenfield or something like their Greenwood venue. It was like I don't even think it's there anymore. 
No, well, it was, but it was it was a recording studio thing, but that was off to the side. But they had like this hall, and you would play in a show, and it was our first. I think it was Greenwood. It was in Conway. Okay. It was it was behind a uh, Mexican restaurant. If anybody okay. remembers this place, it was very hard to find. There was almost no one there. The sound guy, me and him, didn't get along really. We weren't mad at each other, but we definitely had some different opinions on what live music should sound like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just remember after that show, and there was only a handful of people there, and I was just like, ooh, ooh man, that's stressful. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's, there's a different stress. Yeah. Um, I've been a drummer most of my music career, and I just show up and beat the hell out of stuff and yeah. call it a day. So, how would I equate it? I guess. Mm. Do you write a lot of the songs? I write all of them. Do you? Yeah. And, so and, and then they fill in. Huh? And you're singing over them? Yeah. And they the band fills in the blanks and connects the dots. Sure. Um, um, so you come up with like a riff or a well, usually a drum pattern, a synth riff, and a vocal melody, and they'll ah, flesh them out. I see, I see. Um, but yeah, fronting the thing up is such a different deal because you know how it works. I mean, it's just the history of rock and roll. Like mm. the person who it's it's like you know the mother or the father of the band somehow. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Um, well, they're the person sending the message. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, there's like a message inside this electrical signal that's hurling it, towards your a, face. It's a different pressure machine. Than the music from, is the encapsulation and the yeah. lyrics are the information. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a different pressure than playing an instrument. And I, mean, it's so, I appreciate it's so the guy, those guys so much for showing up and doing it because it couldn't exist without them. But it is um, like, it's an experience that is so. Um, well, I can tell you, you don't know anyone that listens to just instrumental music. No one's doing that. Classical, sort of, but they had vocal melody styles in the music, but no one's just list, just only listening to instrumental music. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I'll pull out some Brian Eno music for airports. If I'm like, last time I did that, like... like you need a soundtrack around yeah, you? Yeah, last time I was in that, I'd been in the <laughs> ER for 12 hours, and they had just put it, the IV in, and like, I want Brian Eno music for soundtracks. But if I'm driving to work, I don't want to hear that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's um, there's a connection of it. Some something something is so different, and when you're the guy in charge of the connection, it is so vastly different. It is. It really it's vastly is vastly different. And you re you are you're feeling through the floorboards whether this audience is into it or out of it, and who is into it and who is not. Tell you how much my eyes stay closed. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like um, I try not to focus. It's on like that. a waveform that happens. Oh, it you're is able to. It's like this person's completely in over there. They're out. How can I get them in? I don't think I can. You know, go over there, and yeah, you can I, tell I they're that. just like, mm -mm, yeah, they're like, get away. Uh -huh. You know, um, it's I'm a com yeah, I think that's it. I think that it is very similar to what we're doing in that it's a thirty to forty-five minute conversation with the crowd that maybe only I am having. Yeah. Now, I think my band... It's a one-way conversation. It I really is. My band is having a conversation with each other and with me. That's telepathy. But I'm, like, trying to channel in this crowd's energy, uh -huh. and, yeah, it's just It's weird, dude. It's yeah. so different. Yeah. It's unexplainably different. Yeah. Playing music, period, is different. I remember one time, because my wife, me and her are in a band together, mm -hmm. and we were before as well, mm -hmm. so she knows what it's like to be a front person and sing and have a good time. 
but when you're on a no, when there's a, like a level to this thing, and she came on stage with my other band one time, and she just got off. When we were done, she was like, "That's unlike anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. It's so crazy up there, though, because we all have been laid together so long, we don't even have to look at each other, mm-hmm. and we can just, I mean, we can change it up in real time as if we had a conversation about it, and we didn't. But Kurt's been up there enough to know, like the energy is just, it's like ping pong balls, billions of them. It's- it's un unhinged, man. It truly yeah. is just wild on the stage. Yeah. As it's as wild as in the crowd sometimes. That's a great analogy. It's like a pinball but, machine. Yeah. It's just yeah. energy back and forth. But I don't even I don't even harm harp on people anymore for like not being into it. Cause they're just a lot of our crowd shots they're like, Jesus Christ. They could I've realized they may just be absorbing. There's a yeah. there's an absorption to it all. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. yeah. Take it yes. in. Because we played shows where literally nothing happened, but everyone came up to us after the show like, holy crap. And you're just like... And that's a difference in personality. It takes a while to realize that that's like a thing, too. I think you and I would be up front with the, you know... Used to, yeah. Now I'm back yeah. by the soundboard enjoying it. But there, there's a personality drink. type where it's like, at first you think, oh, they hate this, but then they're just absorbing they're what's just going absorbing on. They're just absorbing it. Dude, yeah. I played a lame Johnny show at Maxine's. Great, I mean awesome show i was not i didn't think it was going to be a great show so i went in bitter okay that just happens you know i'm not a hugest fan of maxine's but i like i like the vibe enough and i was like let's try it with this band i don't know if that's our scene um and we get done and the show was good every like there was a lot of people there for maxine's you know like it was a great show i had a good time but when we're leaving, like I'm coming around because you don't have to take all the stuff off the one side or whatever. And I'm coming around and like this 60 year old man who was just off in the corner. I saw him there, but he comes up to me and he was like, you did amazing. That was fun. Thank you. And I was just like, oh, my God, I got I mean, I just oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, so I'm just, you know, what's weird. It is was so crazy. Maxine has always in, treated us so great. You don't I mean, know who's you d- taking in what. At what time? Max- I, I don't have a problem with Maxine's. It's more just the, I don't like the layout so much. I don't like the way you have to like put the stuff in the corner. It's kind of me just being a bitch, really. I'm just bitching. We've had the weirdest experiences with Maxine's. And it's not because of Maxine's. Because like I said, they always treat us well. And it's a great venue. Mm-hmm. But there is something. Every time I go there and play, I drive back home with a memory. <coughs> think like i'm never gonna forget that right and it could be bad or it could be good but it's something i don't it's weird it's like that doesn't ever happen in little rock i don't know there's mm. a different i mean i've been i've been wrong a bunch i just my thing is just i wish they would take that one thing and just like expand it a little because like the staff has to walk through that same area Oh, you're you know talking, about, talking the, about the back and forth. From oh the my bar God. To yes. The, it's so stage. It's just me being a curmudgeon is all I'm doing, but I just always feel like a jerk, like holding up in the green, the room. green room. I'm not dude. No, I go there to eat my pizza and I leave. I feel like yeah. such a jerk. Yeah. If anything, rip all that down and make it a mezzanine of sorts, you know, so people can sit yeah, up there. It's like a cool spot. it's a cool spot. I think last time we played Maxine's, I was chased back to my car by someone who was screaming at me about how they hate me and I need to take off the freaking vest. And it was like, um, traumatic is a strong word, but it was just a weird. 
this person just really didn't like vests. It made me question whether or not, like, I should ever do this again. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next show we play, they got, some guy goes, I love your vest. <laughs> there you go. No, it wasn't the vest. That guy just, you know, was a real pro sleeve guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, dude. You just yeah. met the wrong one. That's crazy. You say the last time I was at Max, I just, watched a guy get you know the, the shit hill out of him. On Prospect. That yeah, hill. absolutely. Oh, that's terrible. I was terrible just loading hill. everything. He was like, take off the freaking vest. Yo. Take off the vest. Yeah, that man just... That's just unhinged, man. <laughs> it's probably hot outside, maybe. We'll blame it on the heat. But it's still the middle, it's middle of the night. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, it's always yeah. the middle of the night. It's never midday. No. It's <laughs> no, not midday. It's because they didn't go to sleep. Yeah. And now they need to be asleep. Right. And I am the uh, recipient yes. of all of that. Yeah. Of the tough day. Lack You're, of sleep. Yeah. Lack of sleep and a tough day, yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched a dude pound uh what the guy had it coming he would not leave this guy alone it was across the street you know where that three-way stop is yeah. right there with the stoplight yeah and i just hear this uh, and i look up and dude just is like get away from me man and dude just steps one too many times and he just bip, dude falls he's like boom boom and i run over i was like hey man he's had enough like you're gonna kill him yeah and he gets up and the dude's like and he, he looked right at me and I was like, it's, it's good. And he yeah. like, he just walked away. He, Hey, he had every right to just knock this dude out. The guy gets up though. <laughs> the guy gets up. He was out of his mind drunk. He gets on his phone. He calls. And I'm like, I'm like in the shadows kind of watching, like make sure he doesn't chase up dude. And he gets on his phone and he goes, he, he pauses for a second. He just goes, he just screams out. I just got the shit beat out of me. <laughs> just got I think that's what I'm getting at. Is this, uh, Hot Springs has its own flavor. Oh, dude, it's its own thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. it has. Its own, and I don't know that uh, it gets the respect for that that it deserves. You know, I think if we were to make a list of places in Arkansas that to go people watching, yeah, you yeah. got Eureka Springs. Sure, yeah. but Hot Springs for me, it's number one. <laughs> it's fun. Hey. They got unique restaurants, right? So that's yeah. a lot to offer. Just that. I love a good unique restaurant. They got that German like sausage bar that's like underneath the one that's like down in that hole. It's on that main strip this? right there. Yeah. No, I got to eat there. Okay. You, when you're, I know you've seen it a hundred thousand times, but there's like this, it's like a giant gate and it goes all the way up this building. Well, if you walk in that gate and go down, there's a restaurant down there. And they serve beer. They serve sausages. It's like this whole oh, yeah. vibe. Wednesday, I'm going to eat there. Whatever it is. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. Just look for the big black It sounds like Mr. Dunderbox at Old McCain Mall. Remember I mean, that? Uh, yeah. It was like a closet. Yeah. So we, were just, we were just in Texarkana's mall yesterday. That was a sad state of affairs. Oh, it's gone the way of the buffalo. It's it's huh? uh, it's uh, whoo, wow. it was tough to be in. I was like, we should just go. So <laughs> they had a my... scooter store, yeah, and it's... they had putt putt mini golf. On uh, my last birthday, my wife said, "What do you want to do today?" And I said, "I think I want to go to the mall." And she rolls her eyes like, "It's a mistake. <laughs> we didn't even end up at the mall." No, of course it not. Was like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it... I think McCain Mall is the closest <laughs> thing to a real mall there still is. She... Everything else is. She was like, you know that like no one goes to the mall anymore, right? Like, but I want to. Yeah. I want to ride the Escalade. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the Pine Bluff Mall. Kurt went on a, a photo excursion of an abandoned mall. 
<clears throat> I mean, to be fair, we were at the Texarkana Mall, and it felt abandoned. There were people there, but yeah. it didn't feel like Have they wanted to be the there. Have you the documentary Jasper Mall? No, but I know what it is. Okay. I, I'm aware of it, and I really want to watch it. You would it's, enjoy it. It seems very much this conversation. Yeah, like, you would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and we remember mall culture, too. Remember mall culture? When it was like everything. Everything. Hey, I want to go to the mall. Who doesn't? You lose your mind. Who yeah. Doesn't want to go to the mall. Oh man. You, you like. And I got lucky enough to like. Most of my family lived in Dallas, so they had the big yes, malls mall. with the ice yeah. skating rinks yeah. and all the stuff. I mean, they yeah. had stuff to do inside That's their it. malls. That's it. Rides, man. Mall culture doesn't exist in my brain. I feel like it does, and my wife goes, "This doesn't exist Mm-mm. anymore. It's dead. You can go there." But and, the heart's not in it. Yeah. You know? It's like you're going to shed one single tear for yeah. what you used to know. Right. Although, I will say Park Plaza is unique in that it has that, like, the skylight over it. Did you know it used to be outdoor? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Until recently. My dad, when he moved here, helped landscape that place. He used to tell me stories about it. That is so cool. University Mall across the street. Remember that unique roof? Oh, man. That was cool, too, man. Wow. Yeah. University. A kid, you kids don't know nothing about no university mall. A it's mall. a target now. Who builds a mall next to a mall? <laughs> That's how big the culture was. There was a mall next to a mall. And they were both awesome. slam-packed. You'd go to Park Plaza and be like, there's nowhere to park. And then you'd have to go and drive over to university, and you maybe Sears had an open spot. And so you're with your buddies at the mall, and you go, where do we go next? And you go, how about the mall? That's right. That's right. How about the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's like good. now you can walk out of a Starbucks, see another Starbucks, and just go over yeah. there. Yeah. It's a, that's I, a fact. I love it when friends from out of town come back and realize that there are two Walmarts a mile from each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. That's like the new wild. mall, yeah. yeah. We have... It's like they closed the one at one point, and everybody was like, what are you doing? They closed one, went, that was a mistake, and then they opened, so now there's so just two Walmarts. Yeah. Within right. almost eye shot of each other. Wow. <laughs> And then there's another one on Chanel on Cantrell. Uh, yeah. They're just, you know, yeah. every five months. That's what, we don't need them now. That's it's just, it's just a sign of the times. Plus, most of the mall was dropped off children. Oh, for sure. It wasn't adults. No. It was just a grandmother with Definitely. seven of their children's kids. It was the best babysitter. My God. Oh, yes. My God. Yep. Aladdin's Castle. But, uh, dude. There was a movie theater. The, the ones I would go to had rides and stuff, rides? roller coasters. Dude, there was a place in where I grew up in Dallas. Uh, uh, there was a pizza joint that had bumper cars. They had a Ferris wheel. Ooh. They had this was a pizza, a standard pizza place, yeah. man. And they had a small roller coaster. You know, like the little children. Woo, woo, woo. All of that stuff, putt putt, you name it. And this was in the freaking eighties and early nineties. Yeah. We would go here. No, I get dropped off. I would get dropped off at the mall. It would have a movie theater. Yes. It would have all the food you would want. Everything you could ever. Aladdin's imagine. Castle. Hey, I'll, it's it's uh, ten o'clock in the morning. I'll be See you at five. I'll be back when the street lamps are on. Here's twenty dollars. You You're you good. watch your sister, and we're gonna uh, we'll see you in a little bit. And no, and you were like. It was the ultimate freedom. It was, it was awesome. My, I still, you know how, you know how I saw the Lion King. I got dropped off at a Texas mall via my grandmother. All of my very young cousins are with me. She hands me a hundred dollar bill and goes, "We'll be back at the end of the day." Oh, she 100 handed you a hundred. I was 
out of my mind. Oh, and you know what's crazy, children watching? We had money left over at the end of the day. I took them all to see Lion King. What did you eat? Uh, mall food. Pretzels. Yeah, well, like you know, pretzels? Well, we had pretzels. We had a we had a chicken. No, 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 no. No, I think we went to a chicken uh, chicken sandwich. It might have been Chick Fil A. Who knows? Yeah, I was like fourteen, maybe. I don't even think I was fourteen yet. I'm pretty sure I was maybe even like twelve. But the point is, I got left with four children, and it was okay. And I got a hundred dollar bill and I fed every one of us. We went to a movie. We all got popcorn and we went to the arcade. We went to the shoe store. We went everywhere and we had money left over. Yeah. Yeah. Here's $80 in chains, grandma. That was a great time. You had a great grandma. Oh, dude. She was awesome. My grandma would give me a dollar. And say head into Aladdin's castle. I'll well, play two games of Mortal Kombat two. Four, be oh, out. two. Mortal be Com- out in when Mortal Kombat four, four hit the arcade. When Mortal Kombat four the hit the arcade. Oh, there would be people crowding around that machine. It, the whole thing would be empty. Everyone's watching. <gasps> You'd be like, someone good would get the control. Yes, dude. Yes, <laughs> someone good would get on it, and no one would care. He did that- the babality. <laughs> he know that code <laughs> spray must have game informer <laughs> that was the first one where you could break through the world yeah. and they would fall down on the spikes and just yes. ooze out oh yeah. my god do you remember though when that whole thing <sighs> one came out with the blood and it was such a deal it was just such because they made it where you had to turn it off yes dude you know how i got away with it with my mom game boy was in black and white oh. so it was sweat wasn't blood. Hey. How was about sweat. that? It was Wasn't sweat. Blood. Oh, that's just sweat coming off their face, sweat. Ma. And now you watch the trailer for the one they dropped two days ago, and it's just like, oh, he kicked his body in half. Yeah, blood everywhere. <laughs> they don't hide it anymore. Yeah. They don't have to. It was sweat. But they had to go through all that. Oh, yeah. dude, malls were so sick, dude. Yep. I have so many incredible memories inside of a mall. And now when I go... uh. My wife, Kaylee, she's always like, let's go to the, the outlets. Dude, you want to talk about sad? They I built those things and then sad. opened in 2019 right yeah. before the pandemic happened. And just and now they're owned by a completely different company. They've yeah. already sold off all the debt. And it's just the saddest thing in the world. There's I a wonder, Michaels in there now. Like, I wonder with, you know, the next generation who's watching Stranger Things, like, Particularly season three, which yeah, the, takes place the mall, in the mall. Yeah. I don't know. So I have these certain feelings when I watch that, but they can't. That was three years ago. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. Like yeah. that, those that season was three years ago. Right. Those things were. It was. It was this. It was the courtyard. We're in the courtyard. We're in the modern day courtyard right now. Like right. me and you, we're at a campfire right now. Right. Yeah. This is just the modern version of that. Yeah. We don't get all of us in sync anymore right. where we're all just kind of having a blast together yeah. while also being separated like to ourselves in this moment. But you don't it's very get strange. the, um, you don't get the smell of the pretzels. You don't get any of the stuff, the tactile, you don't get the you tactile. Get that. That's right. You know, now neon. that's changing now too. There's a new camera they just dropped, and apparently in these metaverses on Steam and Facebook and all that stuff, mm-hmm. there's a Canon camera you can buy and set it here, and it 
all you have to do is just upload the footage and it makes it like an immersive world mm. so they can just sit right there. Mm. Like if I put the camera right there, we could put this podcast in a metaverse mm-hmm. and you could be a, just a guest sitting there mm-hmm. without any and just look over and see you and look up and look at the ceiling and look all around and look so at the room. I had So the tactile is coming back the in a weird digital post-apocalyptic kind of vibe. My, my <laughs> father-in-law bought my kids and is it Oculus? Oculus, yeah. yeah. So my kids are like, Dad, try this out. So Did I you put fall it over? on and be honest. Uh, Did you fall, fall over? over? Okay. But I'm in like a public aquarium. Okay. And it's cool. And then I look to my right and I make eye contact with this person. And I get embarrassed, and I can't handle it, and I take them off. I That's say, no, crazy. Guys, that's that's crazy. I can't. I've only done it once. They put me in a roller coaster. I almost <laughs> face-planted in a living room. <laughs> I was like, I'm good, dude. I'm good. I was like, why? why I'm just going on a real roller coaster. Why is this person in the aquarium making eye contact yeah, with that's me? That's weird. Like, I don't know them. Imagine the zombie ones that they have out, where you have to, and you're face-to-face with them, and they're, like, really on you. Yeah, <sighs> I'm good. Yeah, and like I said, like we are, we're in the early stages of this. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to do the. I would love to see what the podcast would look like in some sort of meta. It's just a 360 camera, but it's like for some reason this one is compatible with their universe right. setup. Yeah. JPEG, whatever the. F- I don't know what they're using, but that camera does it. I'll see <sighs> you there. You know, it's just <laughs> weird. I'm like, man, I almost want to like go over to my buddy's house and film one of these with that, like rent it or something. Yeah. And just do one just to see what it's like. Yeah. Cause that is the future. If we got in it to, if we got into it now, if we could get the money and get the camera, we're already a thousand steps ahead of the of the curb because mm-hmm. no one's doing it yet. Yeah. But that is where it's going. That's Concerts, it's going. you a hundred percent better believe that's soon. Well, I that's mean, soon. it's all about convenience. Why would you leave your house when well, you can have But also instead you know you're seeing it already. Like bands used to play Metallica has a documentary year and a half of life of Metallica. They toured for a year and a half. And this was in the eighties about when we were born. Mm-hmm. Now, now you don't even have to do that. Now you see a ton of bands doing festivals. They'll play 20 shows a year, but they're playing in front of these crazy crowds. And then with the pandemic, what we saw, uh, there's a band called under oath and they made three times the amount of money in one week that they would have in three months touring with slipknot that was supposed to happen that summer. So they made all that money because they streamed worldwide at one time in a concert. Imagine one concert a year is all you have to do. And you pop in the V or two or three or do it every quarter, four shows a year. And there is a billion people from all around the planet in the room with you. And they can be dragons and Zordon and who the fuck knows. They can be whatever they want. And the smells are there. The heat, you know, if you have the body thing that's coming and it's coming soon. That's not a fantasy anymore. That's the future. Where did the smells come from? Huh? I don't know, dude. Yeah. They're going to get it. Yeah, they're going to get it. You know, it. we already had cr- Scratch and Sniff magazines. They'll yeah, get Sure. They'll that get was the, the start. We yeah. should have known. It, this ain't great. <laughs> it was like medicine. Yeah, it did. Grape never smelled right. <laughs> See, he gets it. <laughs> this was like cough syrup. It does. It never smelled like grape, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't want either. I don't I, want to go see a movie and like. 
that's, that's too much. It's coming though, and they and they're gonna do it. You know why? Because they just they just think they need to. It's weird though how it coincided with the pandemic. How well, the it just showed us everything. Yeah, the they doubled. They doubled the. I think they said it's actually. I was listening to a guy speak, and he was like, whatever was supposed to take, like, 50 years Mm -hmm. is down to five. Yeah. Like, it fast-tracked everything because all anyone had was time. Yeah. Everyone went, you know, especially all the people responsible. They went in their houses and just started crunching numbers. Dude, our bandwidth on our internets, the stream to stream, these came down because they had to. So they had to figure out code to make these streams not as big yeah. and still be really good quality. No, I did a test I mean, at my house the other day with this camera and my simple laptop and it it looks f- unbelievable. They're I couldn't believe it and I didn't do anything. Theater, yes. You know? I mean, you don't have to, dude. I have a 75-inch television in my house and that's really stupid because I have a small house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see my whole TV from anywhere in my house. It is. It's a whole yeah. wall in my house. So, yeah. and I have a two hundred dollars sound bar that fills the entire space with unbelievable so why sound. Leave? Why do I gotta go to the theater and spend a hundred dollars? Yeah. Why leave? Hey, how, how long have we been going? Uh, we're right at two hours thirty. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everyone, go watch the chores. All right. I'm going to do the chores. Uh, plug your stuff, man. Ah, oh, stuff. You got Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. you got a show coming up. Do the chores. Uh, we've got some songs that will be coming out this summer. We got a show this week at Hot Springs. Uh, this will have already this wouldn't have even oh, okay. aired until after. The so it was done. And it was awesome. It we was, were all there. It's incredible. All the stuff we just talked about. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, if you don't want to punch in for the four D smells. Sights and sounds, come and see us. Keep coming uh, to live shows, or otherwise we're all going to be punching in. See you on the internet. That's right, baby. (laughs) All right, dude. Uh, Everybody, we're on Patreon. That's very important. We're about to start doing more content there. That's why I was doing the test with the camera. Um, We're putting out episodes all the time. Thank you, YouTube. My God, what a massive relief. We're going to start doing more there as well. Shorts, all the things. We're at... All the social media is CrashCastPod, and on Twitter, it's CrashCastPod1. Thanks for listening. Peace. Dang, awesome. dude. Yeah. Man, what an episode. Holy hell.